it's not really cold there's no sprats that's it i have nothing else that's all i have (laughs) that's all i brought today this one observation if we had sprats it could counteract my natural musk but now there's no sprats no sprats fragrant oils fragrant fish oil from the city of riga i got a big pile of boiled broccoli from last night i'm happy the sounds of jesse eating they look like flaccid penis to idea grave with your host, Mouthful Yules. Hi, Jessica. Did you say Milfful? <laughs> the Milf, Jesse Yules. I'm watching this yeah. anime about a robot girl who has an infinite source of energy in her boob. And he has, she has, it's called Dimension W. And uh, she has a tail that hooks up to the infinite ports. From her. It's like, it's, it's from her butt and it wiggles and stuff. But she's also very shy and she thinks that she's a little real lady and that they always put her like naked in all these scenes but the show's not about that at all there's no, just no, like no, people no, no, fighting no, no. each other and there's like cross-dimensional shit it's really it's not very good but 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 there's this thing yeah the japanese they want they want to fuck robots for some reason of course they do so on the live action pornography they pixelate all of the genitals but on the anime... How did you not know that? Have you never looked for, like, Japanese ladies? They can draw the anime file. They don't have to pixelate the anime. Yeah, yeah, they do. They have to pixelate the anime, too. Yeah, in the anime, if they show, like, a lady's uh, nether region, yeah, there's, there's big blurry pixels there instead of, like, actual stuff. Aye. But, and, but, but... Okay, so, yeah. and so the studio animators, do they go to the trouble of even animating it if they no, know that the No, they pixel- release two versions, one censored and one uncensored. Mm. So if you want to see the same thing, you type uncensored at the end, and then you find all the cartoons with uncensored genitalia. Oh, good job. Yeah. <laughs> Double the money for just a couple of pixels, Jesse. I wonder if it's a big enough industry that there's, like, finishing studios that do, like, really good job with the pixelization. Like, it's all they do is they just get the porn. I, I, I and think then it's they... just an After Effects filter. <laughs> I think they just do another render pass on everything. That's it. And Brandon's going to continue his new experiment where he comes with material. I don't. I don't have it this time. He doesn't have material. I'm going to be. Time. I'm going to be writing stuff down. Be secretary time. of the meeting. Sure. Why? Copying but down the minutes. Re- but you're recording it. Uh, no, it's. It, never mind that. Are you shy? Don't talk about the book. book. It's okay. You can. You can write whatever you want. That your your big journal. I locked myself out of the house. Why? Today. I was using like I have this clever new keychain called a KeySmart, and it has a USB attachment to it. And I've been using it to move files around, mm-hmm. and I was using it at work, and I left it plugged into my computer, and I got all the way back home, and I realized that I was locked out of the house. You and Jessica was coming home till eight, so I was in a bad spot. Why didn't you come over? Well, that wouldn't have solved my key problem. I had to call somebody at the office and ask them to bring my keys to me. Did it happen? Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. You never thought to uh, hide a spare key in a key rock somewhere? You know, I've gotten to the point where I've fished around on eBay for the magnetic box and gotten to the point where I was almost going to order it, but then it kept on being that like it was going to be an extra $15 for shipping or something absolutely <laughs> absurd, so I just bailed on it. But I'm definitely going to do it this weekend. Right. That's the scariest feeling that I have when I can't get into my house. You're not going to die unless, you know, a crazy homeless person, like, you know... You gotta scramble around and go. Okay, is there a ladder? Can I? Is there any open windows that I can break through? 
Those yeah, windows look, seems like they're very easily opened from every direction. There's, there's a lot of like uh, security features. There's pigeon wiring. There's pigeon s- spikes on each of the window sills that would be hard to navigate I bet around. You anything I could get into your house from outside. <laughs> Ilya, you're gonna use your post-apocalyptic thief skills. I ca- <laughs> I've gotten into windows before. It's not that difficult. No. Just squeeze through like one of those. Yeah, I can X-Files fit into them. Leeches. Actually, when I was little, I would always go through the fences because my head was extra small. <laughs> when, I could uh, get into like the holes in the fence. My uh, my childhood home in Brantford was kind of like an old house, and it still had a milk delivery door, like a locked door where you could open one side and put the oh, milk bottles yeah. in. And we'd constantly get locked out. It was really small, but when I was a kid, me and my brothers would get locked out. They'd always fucking pry the door open and just shove me through the milk door to unlock. Remember Home Alone? Those yeah. fucking guys got through the milk oh, door, right? Right through the milk door. Yeah. That milk door is just like a crazy hobo invitation. Are you talking like a doggy door? What is a milk door? Yeah. It was, um, well, it's not like down there. It'd be sort of at like chest height beside your actual door. And it'd be like a little window. And on one side, there'd be a little door where the mailman would have a key and he'd put a bottle of milk in. And on mm. the inside, you just slide your little lock off and take the bottle. Uh, so it's for just, like early I just, I morning. Have a, milk I have orders. a cultural question. Yeah. Yes. What the fuck is with the milk delivery? Like, who invented this? Why is this a thing? I've I, never heard of this. I think milk used to be uh, just such a staple, like such an everyday fresh thing that you had to have. There that was cows nearby that the, needed the milk pulled out of them, and the yeah, milk had to go somewhere. Had to go somewhere. So okay. Just drop it off at people's house. When I was growing up, we drank milk every day. Yes. But nobody ever, ever brought it through a special door. <laughs> that oh. is insane. It, did it come in bottles? Yeah. You no. go to the store, you get a bottle of milk. Right. By the time I was a kid, we didn't have it either. I think this is like a 60s, 70s it, it's sort a 60s of deal, thing, yeah. and it's it has to do with proximity to farms. So, like, if you had somebody who had a dairy farm, it was in their interest to just, like, fill up the milk bottles and start bringing it to your house, because that's how you got a customer. Milk. Um, you know. This idea grave brought to you by the milk industry. Brought to you by lactose. Still an industry. Did sure. I, did I tell you that I found out that I was allergic to uh, to milk? Really? Yeah. Do you remember when we were living together? I was sneezing all the time, like through the the, the summertime and stuff. Sure. Yeah. I had hay fever. Yeah. You... I have no allergies anymore. I don't get I don't get um, seasonal allergies anymore. It was just just cow's milk. It was it was the milk. Like, like and it's it's not so much that I get uh, you know any kind of swelling or anything in my throat. It's right. not that kind of allergy, but it aggravates my system to the point where if I smell dust. Or if there's pollen in the air, I'll have an allergy attack. But as soon as I stopped drinking milk, it went away. And I've been telling my brother, my older brother is still going through it. He was eating like reactant and Claritin like every single day. Right. I'm like, dude, just stop drinking milk and it'll go away. And he won't believe me. I know why. People, He's hooked. Like he just doesn't want to believe that it might be a food thing. If he likes yeah. milk, it's better to just keep drinking okay. milk. Also, like, my allergies have disappeared last year. Uh-oh. And uh, they haven't come back yet. I'm very surprised. And it's not like I stopped eating anything or anything like that. It's just that they're gone. They're, they're, I don't know. Well, we had a conversation. You said that you know that it's linked to meat or something, but you don't want to give up eating it sweet ca- meats. Okay, I kind of stopped eating meat. That's oh. true. Oh. Well, I eat it once in a while. Like, You're when big. I go out, I eat meat, but at home, I don't make meat anymore. So you only eat, like, massaged Kobe beef now? I eat a delicious of... super meat, yeah. <laughs> once a month, and the rest of the time, you're just eating beans and rice or something? Well, well yeah. What's your average dinner? Uh, usually seafood. Uh, I just make lots of seafood. Alligator steaks. At least I like seafood, so I make salmon and shit. Oh, okay. That's meat. Yeah, that's not real meat, though. Fish is not meat. 
delicious alligator Could steaks. Could somebody please explain to me why fish isn't meat? I've never... Because they don't have the same muscles. Their muscles are very different, right? They're made for, like, swimming in water. Still, they're still they're animals. <laughs> they're not... Animals are fish. It's a different fucking thing. Yeah. It's okay to eat fish because they don't have any feelings. They're in the animal kingdom. So are, you know, many, many, many things. They're, yeah, they're, totally. They're, diff they're different types of animals. They're, yeah. they're, they're cold-blooded. They have different types of lungs. Their muscles are very different. They have spiny corkscrewed penises. No, or little lipstick penises. <laughs> Ducks. <laughs> Ducks have corkscrewed penises. Yeah, now they get do. your anatomy right. It makes their raping extra brutal and yeah. violent. Oh, right? we still have uh, Junior um, caramels left oh, over from, from the previous and episode. I was in England. I was almost raped by a swan. If you would, yeah, it chased after me. Like I went to like take a picture next to a swan, and it was in one of those glamorous palaces with fucking fat horses and big hooves and shit. Yeah, and they would live like very manicured, like piles of manure behind themselves. And I went behind like one of those amazing trees, and then there was this gorgeous, beautiful. Like man swan, it looked like a, like, a, like a Swedish underwear model, and I wanted to take a picture next to it, but it got really angry. And the closer I got to it, the rapier its eyes got, and eventually it. Got... I've never seen one up close. How large are they compared to a Canada goose? It's up to my fucking shoulder. <laughs> they look like dinosaurs. So yeah, I had to I had to back away because it got excited. Did it hiss? It got a boner. <laughs> It was. It wasn't. You could have been his queen. I, I could have been. I could have been living with the swans. Queen Schwang. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> well, welcome to Idea Grave, everyone. The prison of uh, yeah, the the swan prison with no walls, and only pleasure to keep you in. <laughs> but didn't happen. I'm here now. I've resisted the urge, or I've run away. Last time, last time me and Elia were hanging out, things got a little bit dark. Oh, yeah. We were talking, like, it seems to have jumped from, like, two years ago, you were really excited about Jesus year, right? How all of your faculties and oh, yeah, maturity yeah. are lining up, and the Jesus year is the big takeoff year. And now, immediately, you're starting to think about, like, the 40s and how <laughs> oh, when yeah. you're 40, you just start to accept that the grave is approaching and that you have limitations that will stop you from doing any of your dreams. I've talked to a bunch <laughs> of people, and that's what they're saying. <laughs> They're saying that after 40, you start accepting, like, what you haven't done, right? Because, like, before, it's okay to, like, strive for things, right? Like, uh, up until up until you're 40, you're still, you know, you're still in the first half. Yeah. There's still time. But by the time that 40 arrives, you're like, well, if I was going to be a big, uh, you know, director, game designer, painter, whatever, I would have done it by now. It already happened, yeah. So, um, let's see where I am. Well, I have an okay job. I have a wife. Uh, it could have been worse. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then you start, uh, you know, making your pyramid, right? You, st you start becoming a pharaoh. You you collect all of your belongings around you, and you build yourself uh, like a nice nest, like an orangutan. You make a li li life <laughs> a casket to out of, die out of, in. Out of all the shit you came up with, and all the shit you've accumulated, and all the monetary possessions, and all the friends you you have, and then eventually you make a perfect nest, or you don't. And then uh, you're relaxed because that's all you can do. Right. You just you you lose the drive. And I've seen it. There's a, there's there's dudes that sit next to me at work, and they're like in their fifties, right? They're really nice, and they don't care. And you can see that they don't care. Like people, and and I see people younger than me that are like, "Why are we working on this piece of shit?" 
And the guy on the left of me is like, ah, yeah. He's like, weekend's coming soon. I'm t I'm $25,000 away from my new boat. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking it's about. Like, well, Get that me, big me boat. And, me and my girlfriend Smoke are going some joints, Italy. riding around on Lake Ontario. It's going to be great. Yeah. And it, it's okay. Uh, you, you, once they start accepting it, like I was just talking about the difference between uh, meat muscles and fish muscles. Your muscles all turn, like your brain muscles all turn into like this fish muscle. You get domesticated? Yeah. <laughs> it, they're just different. You don't, you just don't care. You, you, you start having different things. Like if you have a family and you care about your kids, going to like college and marrying nice people, you know? Do you think this happens to everyone though? Is well, this I don't, well, I think... What happened to Rock and Rory? Do you, do you think there's people who just live on the edge that, forever? Well, yeah, of course. Like there's, there's always, uh, you know, maybe there, I have like a schizophrenic streak that will prevent me from like, you know, achieving the, the half half-life enlightenment and stuff mm. to care mm -hmm. i still care i want to do shit maybe you'll turn but, but 40 I, but and I go walter white and you'll go even crazier walter white wasn't 40 he looked he like was he was 50. like 55 was, you know he was turning 50 that was the whole part of the show yeah but yeah still midlife midlife crisis whether you want to be 50's not midlife for some don't people don't delude yourself some people they consider 50 to be two out of 100 yeah. people 50 <laughs> is midlife most people die when they're 75 Right. Yeah. You can delude yourself all you want, but yeah. most like we're we're at half life right now. Sometimes well, fifteen yeah, is up. your half life crisis. Well, yeah, that could happen. You could already Paris have Whittles. a child at fifteen. You know, many things can happen. Back in this, you know, ancestral times. So was that was that just a a brief uh, thought that week, or is it something you're thinking about? Like... I keep thinking about it all the time. Of course, <laughs> every day I go to work. Well, my job right now is like a pile of shit, right? I work all the time, and there's no return, and the show is really, like, well-acclaimed, and everybody around me loves it, but it's terrible. So, but, like, the money is really good, right? So I keep working like an animal, and I come home, and I fall asleep, and then I wake up, and I do a scene, and then I go home, and I fall asleep. And on the weekend, I do more work, because I'm late with my fucking show, because, you know... I don't know. I don't care about anything. <laughs> uh, so everybody in the industry's been working on the weekends lately. I don't know why the deadlines are all lining up. Everybody's working on the weekends. Because there's a lot of money in the Canadian uh, media industry right now because the dollar's so low. Do the shows line up? Are they all due or something for the fall season or something like that? They're due every two weeks. They oh. don't. They don't make them before they air. They make them while they air. Oh, okay. It's fucking retarded. Just in time. Just oh, in time, Canadian man. If you don't know anything about the Canadian animation industry, oh, it's a fun. funny deal because it's very, very niche. Right. Almost everybody who works in animation in Toronto makes children's um, television programs, like weekend shows. What are, what are some of the, the lists? Like, like Backyardigans. Backyardigans, and Max and Ruby, fucking squirrels, <laughs> motherfucking, I don't know, Daniel Tiger. I make fucking... I don't want to say... What if somebody searches for me? Doesn't matter. Oh, and, and they're all they're it's, all it's, world class shows. They're, actually, they're they're incredible. <laughs> I, I'm run so by slanderous whores. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, good people. I know those people really people. like, and there's like people who are involved who really care about them so much, and I yeah. just like it, they're terrible. They're all terrible. Me and my roommate Norm were watching a bunch of uh, everything is terrible. Has just. Tons and tons of videos from the 80s and 90s of like kids shows. They didn't get better. No, they didn't get better. They haven't changed at all. And it just must be like if you can swallow your pride and or you're insane enough yep. to dial in and just do a kids show, you could probably make like a decent amount of money. It's everything we were watching was like, God damn, this is the stupidest thing 
I've ever seen there is in my a whole reason, life. Though. There is a reason. It can't be good. If it was good, it would never get made. Right. And there is absolutely a reason for that. If um, it has to be the most average thing ever. Kids or don't need good content. They don't. They don't need any content. Yeah. Kids really don't need content. Yeah. They, it, it, it's a babysitter program, right? Right. So they have shiny things on the screen, and then the screen makes them oblivious to the outside world, and then their yeah. parents can have sex. Yeah. Right. Or you know, <laughs> drink until they die. It's their sweet bang you know, video. Yeah. So so the only. So, so the only the thing that the Canadian industry does so well is make average stuff that is so bland that every country in the world, no matter how like asshole of a dictator is in control of it, will buy it. Yeah. Like Saudi Arabia is like a huge buyer of Nirvana products. That's fucking so and, like, weird. <laughs> like all the crazy like African dictators buy Canadian sh- fucking shows. Like it, it, it's and like Eastern Europe buys them. Oh, yeah, they're probably using them. them as like torture tapes. No, 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 in no, no, prison, no. Guantanamo, in the gulags, and just like more backyardigans for cellmate forty. They use, they use them to fill up their fucking airwaves because you know they need a children's thing and then right. they put that shit in there. Right, but if it was good, then somebody would have to make a decision. And mm. if they make a decision and make a bet, and if they thought it was good but it wasn't good, then they get fired. Right. But average, you can calculate. Average, you know. Oh, that looks exactly like those other things, and we hired the same writers that are terrible. Yeah. Like on all the other things, so that's why all of these things get made. And uh, so you're yeah. you're both entertaining third world countries and facilitating parents fucking each other during the daytime. I yeah, I used to think that I'm like making children stupid, but I've came I've come around to it. Yeah, no. I, I don't think I make children stupid because nothing gets retained. Yeah, no, nothing like that's going to really be retained. Well, I just remember, right? Cuz I used to like the Remember that movie Jesus Camp? Right. Yes. When they, they had all these kids and they're like, you know, praying really hard and like accepting Jesus into their heart and like Praying to the point of tears. Yeah, smiting infidels and stuff. All those kids are fine. Yeah. The camp counselors are fucked, but the kids grew up. Somebody followed them up. I saw like a friend mm-hmm. read it. They were all completely fine. They're like normal people. They're like half of them are atheists. The other half are like very like nice Unitarians or something like that. Right. One of my it, best friends had it, a kind of uh, a Jesus fanatic mother who would take us to church every so often. And I kind of floated above that scene. Like, I would kind of come in just after Sunday school and hang out with some of the kids at lunch and then take off again. I bet so, you anything that guy's fine. Yeah, I saw, I saw aspects of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it was it was funny, the amount of ultimatums. She His mom was always trying to figure out excuses as to why I had to come to church with her. <laughs> like, my parents would be away and she'd be like, I talked to your parents and we're supposed to look after you, so you're... Options are you can either walk the dog. She used to call it the Mick. You can either walk the Mick or you can come with us to church. And I'd be like, what? I don't want to. I don't want to walk your dog. Okay, I guess I'll come to church. And then I, it was around Halloween one year. I think it was maybe November second. And she had like an intervention with us where she took us to see a kind of passion style Jesus movie with really graphic crucifixion scenes. And afterwards um, she took me aside and she said, uh, I need to ask you about the religion in your house. And she's like, I've been speaking to Sean and he said that he saw into your brother's room and he had a number of posters with skulls on them. And there was a small dummy with a skull head 
and a visible knife sticking out of its chest. And I would like to know, is that a voodoo doll? And do you guys practice voodoo? And I was maybe 12 years old, and I thought that she was saying the funniest thing I've ever heard. And, you know, I couldn't, like, puncture through her her crazy eye. Like, I, I wanted to I wanted to say, like, obviously that's absurd. You realize that, like, we're in North America, yeah, right? People well, don't... No, this is crazy. White people in North America on Barton Street don't practice voodoo. You know, it, it's it's like that's just what some voodoo <laughs> practitioner would say, though, Jesse. And even if we were practicing voodoo, what business is it of yours? And also, why do you think that's bad? People, voodoo's a thing. We only we only practice voodoo on nosy neighbors. I don't think, I don't think voodoo is a thing. <laughs> it isn't. Is it just? I think it's just a word that just means something like ancestors. I don't know enough about this to make a judgment, but like, it means racist cultural appropriation. Yeah, something like, like that. Demeaning Africa into like paganistic blood it's religions. Like a Haitian thing? Yeah, I think Haiti. Haiti, yeah. Or like mm. Creole? Maybe. I don't know. Wikipedia. Honestly. Wikipedia, that shit. We need yeah. an intern. God damn it. That's like every stupid podcast says, like, hey, yeah. let, 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 get the fucking intern in here. Anyways, it was a funny thing for a suburban <laughs> crazy lady to ask me. I, I, th- I thought of something really funny. We were, uh, the kids who always, like, prayed too much in school are, like, the really super, like, good religious kids. Mm-hmm. I, when I, I went to a Catholic school growing up, and this memory just came back to me. There's a kid, uh, we used to call him Track Pants Steve. Oh, good old Track Pants. And tra- <laughs> Track Pants Steve always wore track pants, and he was, like, the most well-behaved kid in school at all times and he was always like super prey and like just like sucking up and like always the first to answer a question he was just that kid and one day i got assigned a project with him and ended up going over to his house and in the next few hours would find out that he was the most repressed angry kid in the entire class where he was like throwing metal cars at me and like freaking out at his mom and like having fucking conniptions and then the next day when we went back to school, he was terrified that I was going to tell someone at school the way he behaved, mm. and it would kind of ruin his, like, super Christian image. So he was just playing up this, like, bizarre, like, th- for our entire elementary school career, he was, like, the nicest kid in school, where he was just, like, constantly Please, praying. And, but he was a fucking psychopath. Like, he was freaking out and, like throwing shit around and didn't want to work like he was seriously repressed it was crazy did i tell you that story about sleeping over at my friend jordan's house and the star trek next generation nightmares i don't know what well tell us that sounds good i had a i had a sleepover party with my friend jordan when i was in probably grade four and uh it was really awesome place because he was an only child so he had tons and tons of great toys like all of the nes games he was a big star trek fan too and i was sleeping on the floor and then in the middle of the night, he started having night terrors, like full-on um, screaming and uh, panicked. And he kept on saying, Counselor Troy! Counselor Troy! <laughs> That's what happens to her! And then uh. his mom, like, ran in to, like, console him. And he was like, get away! Get away! Get away! You're not Counselor Troy! You're not Counselor Troy! And in the morning, it was the same kind of scenario where they were all like, uh, uh. probably don't don't mention this don't mention this at school all right <laughs> and uh yeah it's funny funny type of deal it was the first instance of like sleepwalking that i had seen right 
Console Troy has at least three or four episodes. She gets mind raped by Elliot. She gets mind raped, or she gets put into a coma, <laughs> yeah. or or she can't sleep. Remember Too that one time she got turned into like a weird spider fish? <laughs> a spider fish. And she was like regressing oh, yeah. back. It the was fine on your. Episode. It was fine on your collar. Really? Yeah. I couldn't really hear myself. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's one of the best. The devolution episode. That's, that's probably what he dreamed of. How could the next generation uh. give anyone nightmares? It's so harmless and beautiful. It's so beautiful. So zen. The music, yeah. the soundtrack, all the beige. Yeah. Captain Picard is like the most relaxing person ever. Sometimes. Other times he's very intense. Was he ever intense? Come. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. Just, it's well, just your headphones. one episode when he went, uh, he was fighting those Nausicans and then he had a heart transplant and the like that was the most intense it's ever been. Uh, sometimes when he yells at people, there's that one where uh, Wesley Crusher. Shut up, Wesley. Uh, well, no, obviously he's constantly screaming that at him. But one where like he goes to Earth for some reason, and Wesley has been involved in some kind of weird shuttle. The, 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 it, it, the fucking pilot for a Voyager where they had Tom Paris that wasn't Tom Paris. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he gets he gets all pissed off and lectures all the kids you have a responsibility to the truth the empirical truth <laughs> whenever he's saying that he sounds like a school <laughs> counselor though he doesn't sound like he's really angry cadet i asked you a question am i correct he sounds like he's just impatient with stupid people i found uh there's a really fun game to play good dad um, when you're watching Next Generation, you start watching some of the later seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, play a game of guess, guess that guest director. Oh, yeah. So before before the credits roll, see if you can guess which one of the cast members might have directed this episode. Like, because you can tell a Jonathan Frakes episode oh, yeah. right away. Like, he's either, like, wailing away on trombone or he's picking up some chick you've never seen before in the show. Like, or there's a really close-up, like... Just passionate view of his face where he's just wallowing in pity or he's like really passionate. I don't know. It's always like telltale signs of his directing style. He's very self-indulgent. He's, he's just like the character. Yeah. Remember the episodes where his Canadian dad? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was watching uh, John Favreau's Chef, which right. is the movie that he released last year. Oh, yeah. And it's totally one of those projects where writer-director gets to hire a girlfriend for the shoot and of course it's like Scarlett Johansson and then uh. there's like kind of a, a semi makeout scene in it and stuff and you go you can imagine the casting where he's calling up yeah I'm making this movie oh yeah, yeah I'm gonna start oh yeah I wrote it oh yeah Dre. I was just wondering if you want to play my uh, my love interest you know, it's a pretty good part <laughs> what I'm trying to make here is a little something like Brown Bunny 2 <laughs> oh. there's gonna be this really uncomfortable Chloe scene Sevigny. with like lens flares and weird close ups where you just suck my dick for like seven minutes. It's called fellatio in the industry. It's an Italian word fellatio. It it's an Italian word that means gagging. <laughs> what was that director that did Brown Bunny? Vincent Gallo. Vincent Gallo. His career died after that. He was, he was fucking nuts. He was like selling his sperm uh, on his website. <laughs> he was like, oh, it's like you want to have a, a baby like he would sell his sperm, and then he was like, oh, but for a few thousand dollars more, like $10,000 more, he would come and he would pump it into you himself. Like, he'd give you the whole Vincent Gallo thrust and hump for a bit of extra money. You had to pay extra so for was, him to have sex with you. Yeah, you had to pay a, extra. He was an expensive man whore. Yeah, and, but the, the really crazy part is that in his price listing, he went out of his way to make sure that people knew 
uh, if you were a woman of color, you you might not get accepted, or you might have to pay more. Whoa! Uh, he was like, no black ladies. Racist? He what? was racist too. What the yeah. hell is up with that? His dick was racist. Uh, he. I mean, he, he seemed to need extra money if he was gonna be fucking. Uh, wow. Fucking black girls. I don't know. That's it. It always seemed weird to me. I was like, wow, that's. It seems also weird to be that openly racist when you're in the movie industry. Maybe that's why his career died. What has he made? Except for the brown bunny, which is only known uh, for that. I don't know. I That's only like, know him because of that. I, I only know him because of that and because yeah. he was selling his sperm online. I, I, I didn't find that. There was an art project like 20, no, not that long ago, 10 years ago, uh, called the Sperm Cube. And I was sympathetic to it. I got, I got the card from the artist directly, and he said that he was trying to build a two meter by two meter cube completely full of human semen. And it was going to be hanging in this gallery in Germany. And they would send you a kit to donate your sperm as part of the effort. And I totally did it. Like I sent my sperm in. And Todd pointed out to me afterwards that it might be some sort of like New World Order um, conspiracy. Where they're going to clone, clone me with that sperm. And so I'm looking forward to the day when I run into somebody who's got my face and I go, I, sperm cube, right? I would really, I would really <laughs> part hope, of the project. I would really hope instead that it was like some sort of gotcha art piece, kind of like, uh-oh, where like they had the big, they had the big thing of sperm and everyone's sitting there and they're like, it's the sperm box. And then when everyone gets under it to take a look, they just pull a string and it all gets dumped out onto the crowd. <laughs> A hundred people in an art gallery all getting a facial at the same time. World's Grace Art Project. Yeah, it's just for that one slow motion shot of like the giant oozing <laughs> jizz going. Non-Newtonian flood. <laughs> of Fucking, you can't do that on television life. style. Yeah. Remember how once art was beauty? That was cool. Yeah. Not anymore. Too bad. Now we ran cum. out of beauty. Now, now it's cum cube. Cum. Art is jism. Art is jism. <laughs> Um, they recommended that I freeze it and courier it so that it would stay viable for some reason. Why did they want it? I think because rancid jizz is one of the worst smelling things in the world, and whoever was like dumping Ran the jizz into the <laughs> rancid jizz. They're making chimeras. They're combining you with an armadillo somewhere. You think oh, they're gonna turn me so into cool. a chimera? Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'd be really into that. I'm. I'd be. Do I'd donate to that if they're gonna make some crazy monster. Experiments. Scorpion. Jesse with a yeah. with a fucking snake arm. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Xavier Renegade Angel style. It's gonna be a lot worse though. It's gonna be like a hedgehog with my face on his butt. Oh, like you'd that. be such a cute hedgehog. But it'd be like a monster. It'd be like kill, like asking to kill it. I was uh, I was just watching a, a Vice documentary and it was all about the uh, the surrogate industry in India. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And how like. Because it's just it's all based on North American business. They're all like selling uh, ba babies back to North American couples. They take the sperm and the egg and they mix them up into an Indian lady, and then they have her house it. And they basically like take these women from the slums who don't have homes or oh families. Oh my god, that's horrible! They, Radio Lab episode yeah, they that. they feed yeah. and clothe them and they put them into these big surrogate houses and they impregnate them with the egg and sperm of these North American couples. Then nine months later, the North Americans come over the ocean. They pick up their baby, and these places are, like, just churning babies out like a factory. But, because it's all like a lab, they're injecting the woman with multiple embryos to ensure uh. success. Which means sometimes either, like, a few of the embryos will take, and they'll either have to birth them all. Like, they'll have to have, like, twins or whatever the resulting thing. Or they'll have to abort the fetuses inside and leave the living one. 
which revealed that there was an underlying human trafficking market where the North American couple were coming and taking the one baby, not knowing that it was born as twins, and they were turning around and selling the other twin. So you're to another American couple, fast tracking, being like, "Oh, you can wait your nine that's months like for a, a baby." Dick, that's like a Dickensian story. That's it's like real. a Charles Dickens it's story, so where you've got one orphan that was left behind in India, scrapping, trying to make it as like a pickpocket or something, and then he finds out he's got a, a wealthy brother in New York City, and he goes to find. But no, they're just selling it to another, another uh, North American couple, right? Another North American couple who comes and like, "Oh, we want a, we want a baby," and they're like. Well, you can wait nine months, or you can take this one. It's Ooh. yours. And in the Vice documentary, they're at they go undercover and they're at a restaurant, and the guy's like, "Oh, so how how quickly could we get a baby from you?" And he's like, three months." And then after talking to them for a little while, they go, "Actually, you know," and they have a they have a baby that they actually there's one of the and, desk no, right no 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 they have a baby with them and they well, go actually you could take this baby if you really wanted it actually like there's one deal. underneath my coat that's <laughs> and, under my coat right now and and the woman the woman who's undercover is like. Well, how soon can we take that one? And he goes, right now, right now, we could we could make this deal. So why don't we just make this deal? And they're like, they're about to sell that baby in a restaurant in broad daylight. Wow. And like, apparently, the surrogate market so is. Does Shane Smith have a moral duty to buy all the babies? That guy's got money. But I don't know. No moral duty. <laughs> no how many babies duties. can I get for five thousand dollars? That's all I got on me. Just get a million dollar worth of babies. Well, and it was like, Carpet people, bump. the girls were getting paid like uh, 12,000 American dollars apparently to, to the, surrogate. Apparently the, the company takes most of it and they yeah. get like a grand at the end, but they can still live for a year in their village and stuff. Yeah, because it's like 600,000 rupees is like yeah. 12,000 American dollars. So there's like some ladies that come back and stuff and they're like, it's not my kid. I don't care. I'm a toaster. <laughs> but yeah. So maybe that's where your sperm went, Jesse. Maybe they're making uh, making Indian they're babies. Making surrogate Indian babies and selling them. You're making me sad, Bruno. <laughs> well, this episode had, is the dark episode. This is the dark. With, uh, what happened to my sperm episode? Got, <laughs> I had I had a conversation with Todd around that time too because he thought it was unethical if they were taking my sperm and using it for um, human creation. Really? He thought it wasn't ethical. Yeah, like I had <laughs> conversations with him about uh, sperm donation. And he was saying that he would never do that because he'd be worried where all the little Todds have gone. Like he would have kind of authorship over these these babies where are off are in the world. The toddies gone. Uh, who does he care about these? Yeah, who do you care? <laughs> who cares? Know. You're just a you're just a fucking a, a drop in that machine too. Like there's so many other of your relatives that you'll never realize or know that you're they're your relatives, right? Like, yeah, how yeah. many of your great-grandfather's kids are known or your great-great-grandfather's mm-hmm. when there was little attachment to family and people were just fucking like crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's no reason to feel, like, precious about your genetics or your sperm because you share it with fucking millions of other people. I discovered a dude at work that might be my relative, but I'm not going to tell him because he's a kind of... I don't want to... <laughs> you don't want to have to invite him over for the holidays. No. But maybe he can take yeah, take care my, of you when you get old. I think it's like my dad's side, and those, those are crazy people. I don't like but that. when you get old, he can take care of you. No, he can't. <laughs> Pro- <laughs> promise him money, imaginary money, and then he'll just be I guess, like, I guess you're right. I give him the old Al Capone's vault when when he comes to collect on the will. It's just like a picture of you smiling. Hey Jesse, can I have a broccoli? <laughs> you sure can. Broccoli. It's, this episode it's of pretty, Idea Grave. It's pretty pathetic. It's pretty soggy. Broccoli. 
It's a it's a very impotent piece of broccoli. Welcome to episode three of season two of Idea Grave, brought to you by broccoli. Flaccid broccoli. Flaccid broccoli. Orges. Weed again, as always. Whoa. Coffee. Some decent grocery store oranges. Decent grocery store oranges. The leftover junior caramels from last night. Oh, I've got some oh, excellent cheese. Go. Some cheese? What? Let they me have uh, they have unpasteurized cheese at uh, the no frills that I shop at. I'm gonna have some of that cheese. And I believe that it gives me certain powers. Oh, that's a good cheese, Jesse. It's good dream cheese. It'll that's give you fucked up cheese. dreams. Idea great brought to you by cheese. Mmm, cheese. Hmm. Also by all. Feel it. Parmigiani. Yeah. Well, it's dried out because I didn't wrap it up, but you get the idea. Hey, it's good. Mm-hmm. Brought to you by the Carnivore Club. That's all chew. Brought to you by. Oh, the I also have a Mick Cafe. I bought coffee at McDonald's because I had oh, no choice. Yeah, it's fine. Sludge, energy sludge. <laughs> gives gives you the muck. <laughs> What's the origin of the muck? Did you make that up? Yeah, we were watching a. Uh, <laughs> Muckraking? Muck is dirty. Muckraking, yeah, muckraking. But uh, we were watching, I, I think it was like, maybe it was the Hockey Juniors. We were all watching it together. The World Juniors in Canada was playing in it. And they kept cutting away to that Gatorade commercial for G-Series, which was just like their new Gatorade product, which came in like a weird pouch. And you, it was like, slam it and get out on the ice. Or just, it had some weird campaign where... There were three stages to the G-Series for, like, before the game, during the game, and after the game, and, like, different kinds of pouches. And wasn't there, like, game and, like, different kinds of pouches. And wasn't there, like, you know, grab, slurp, pound, or something like that? Yeah, yeah, it was, like, grab, pound. Yeah, it had some weird, like, grab it, pound it, charge up, like... Three Gatorade elves? (laughs) Grab, pound, and slurp? Grab, pound, and slurp. And, uh, And they kept having these weird interludes where it was, like, uh... Inferring that the Canadian team got all their power from, from the G series, from the G series, <laughs> and then they and then they lost. So all I could think was like, oh, and the Russian team steals their supply of G series and so <laughs> slurps p- pounds and punches their way through a, a cold, cold war. Little no help from the Smirnoff elf. Oh man! And that's what made you think of the muck. It was, yeah, it was just something about <laughs> give them the muck. Give them the muck to keep going. Just one more G-series. Is this just like a wordplay on the word puck? <laughs> no, I don't know. Strength, sports. The Super Bowl was yesterday. I didn't know. It's like Did yesterday. It's like two days ago. Or two days ago? I don't know. It's a Sunday. It's a Sunday thing. We talked about the Super Bowl yes- on yesterday's episode. Barely. Or what, maybe last week's episode, whatever we're going to release <laughs> these on. Up. I'm totally losing touch with the most... Huge of cultural milestones like Super Bowl, Academy Awards. I'm starting to like not care at all. They're just I not even you, on my radar. It's approaching. It's coming in. <laughs> this has to do with being yeah closer to forty. You're aging. I pretty much have never cared. <laughs> I bet you you don't even care about new music anymore. Uh, it's hard to keep up with. Yeah, like, I have to say. <laughs> oh, that new that new music, those new sounds. <laughs> just don't get them. The kids these days. There's kids these days. They don't even play their instruments anymore. They kind of just like cut up other people's songs and stick them together. What's that even called? Did you just like have a thought and made it sound like, like, a, like a parody of itself? But it's actually what you think? My biggest passion right now is trying to get Ilya to come closer to the microphone when he talks. Oh, It's important. It's too big. Jesse's, Jesse's obsessed with sound quality today. Nothing's going right. 
That's why, you okay. te- this is why you test it before you start recording. Instead oh of just God. hitting record before we do anything. Brendan Black, audio engineer. <laughs> More than you, for sure. You've contributed nothing <laughs> you to don't the setup. Me, you don't let me. I come here and it's already recording. It's usually already set to fucking record. It's all getting edited out, by the way. Cut that part out. Cut that part out. That's behind the scenes. <laughs> behind the scenes. So did you get a chance to work on those sweet audio files? I started it, but I only got them this afternoon, right? Brendan's so. going to work on a well-edited uh, fucking, I don't know, Radiolab version of Idea Grave. Really? <laughs> I got to say, I want the free hour shit. <laughs> it's it's not going to be like 25 minutes. It's going to still be like an hour, an hour, hour and a half. I don't want an hour. I want a fucking free hour podcast because I'm at work for yeah. 10 hours a day. Did you, uh, did Elliot you, is the number one fan. Did you uh, train him to say that? Nope. <laughs> no, that's my thought after I listened to your first episode. When for 48 minutes you were telling how you want to cut it down. Just, and I'm like, no! Just cut it down a no, little bit. Don't! <laughs> that is the best part of it, that it lasts Ilya so is in prison, don't you understand? We're the only link to the outside world. But, Ilya, all I need is a feedback. Shorter if episodes, I had a feedback, but... I would just work all day. Shorter episodes, but more of them. Do you want to get more audience, or do you want to keep me as an audience? Uh, we need to keep Ilya. He's the only person keeping the show afloat. That can't be true. I think Deanna listens to it. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, Dean probably listens to it. Dean likes it. Kim Jong Un. Yeah, this is our community service. We're trying to keep our our friends uh, in the loop with what I we're think, thinking. I think I think if you want if you want to make a show that appeals to people. You have to make a different show. <laughs> this, is, right. this is just like when let I me was let me tell you what I've I was, observed. I was listening to let my me tell you what talk. I've observed. You know, you got your radio labs. You got your ninety nine percent invisible. These are Wikipedia television shows. They go yeah, on the Wikipedia random <laughs> button and they find something about Shaw de Gaulle or they find something about We're Tide. Not doing that. And then they read the summary and then they do their Squarespace ad and their Audible ad. And it spreads because you get random people who are just looking for something on a topic and they go like, mange, manging dogs. I'll, I'll listen to it 20 minutes about that. There were people who <laughs> love that shit and it's also not what I'm after. I know. The I know, episode I know. we had yesterday was great. I'm just telling you about like how people get audiences. Yeah. But there's a difference between the thing that I like about podcasting. have an audience. It's just, a, this is. A, a, like, why am I doing this? I consider um, the audio stuff. This is an extension of blogging. So people who would have normally read your blog will now listen to like podcast stuff and it gets you closer to having that mind meld to even if it's just for your immediate circle, your friends understand what you're thinking so that when you pitch a project in the future, they're already like kind of close to understanding what you mean. Right. Can I can I just say something? You guys okay. have as long stop. as you get close to that microphone, you can. You guys have got to stop looking at this like an investment in the. <laughs> I'm not. Or you know something that's gonna get you anywhere. I, I'm what about the millions? What about the millions? For people who know you, <laughs> and can't be in the same place. That's really what it's for. Indeed. Yeah, I suppose. Because, it's a cry for help. If, if you really wanted to make a show that's like interesting to other people, you would have. Topics and segments and you know yeah, that's what music we did yesterday. interludes. That's what I, that's what I'm doing with the with the but, edits. But it's a different show. Just a wait, completely, just, completely just wait you, different. Just, just show. wait till you hear it, yeah. Then see what you think. I don't care if it's good. <laughs> oh, okay. That's so not, it's, that's so not important. It's been dismissed before. Don't worry. No. You're gonna get both, Ilya. You're gonna get both. I'm just I'm yeah, trying to encourage Brendan to make no. whatever he wants, and we'll put it out. If I was and making a show called Idea Grave, I would make you know. 
a whole bunch of stuff about ideas and how they're dead and things like that. Ideas are dead. That's a great idea. No, <laughs> right idea. <laughs> but, you know. It's a podcast about nothing. But what's the show but, about? But you, you could have a topic, right? Mm. Like, I remember I had the idea of, like, making, like, a thing about all the Get project, close to that microphone. All the projects that I've ever came up with. And it would be like a real idea grave. I would yeah. tell you about the thing that I've made. And then it would be, you know, like how I never made it. But here's the idea. It's from beginning to end. It's Ilya, possible to make it. But how many episodes could you do of that? Infinite amount. You have not had that many ideas. Are you crazy? <laughs> I've had like Do two, you realize like, we have done... 30 times 3 hours. We've done like a thousand hours of this. Oh, that would There's be no a... way you can fill a thousand no, 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 hours. No, no, no. Right that would be that would be a tw <laughs> the episodes would be 20 minutes. But I what, could what's make 30 it times 3, 100 hours. We've done a, we've done a, a thousand. We've done a, what's 30 times 3? Oh, it sounds like we did about a thousand we've hours done of 10, podcast. 10,000 hours of this. There's no way you could fill 10,000 hours. I'm just telling you those episodes would be 20 minutes. They'd be very focused. There would be about a thing and it would have an audience. Mhm. Mm this is conversations. Conversations are fun. They're great when you're drawing. They're, they're, yes, you know. I agree. Also, the most boring thing that you can talk on a podcast is what you want the podcast to be. Oh, I definitely. agree. I fucking did you listen to Startup? Oh, that show is fucking retarded. The, I that 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 guy should fail. That's, oh, a, that's a failed startup God. right there. And and now it, it's it's doubly surreal because they're into season three. And yeah, there's still conversations they? about podcasts while they're doing a podcast. Like there's what like, we're doing right they, now? They'll, they'll walk down the hallway. <laughs> they'll walk down the hallway and they'll say, oh, this is Nancy. Nancy cleans the bathroom. Nancy, what have you noticed like in our first um, few weeks working at Gimbal Media? And she's just like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good place. Uh, Don Gimbal? Like... <laughs> Gimlet Media. Gimbal and Gimbal look? Don Gimbal? Um... But yeah, and then they'll have like seamless integration with the ads where they like interview somebody from the company that's giving the money for the podcast. Oh, and, and oh it's Jim from LegalZoom.com. Fancy seeing you here. What, what do you, what you do? Have to do with it? What do you do at this Starbucks? I'm just here to tell you a little <laughs> about the new services we're offering over there at LegalZoom. Did you know that you could <laughs> start oh start up an LLC right here? I started up LLC for Gimlet Media <laughs> at LegalZoom.com. <laughs> That's actually, I fucking hate this friend, like this trend. Like all the podcasts now put advertisement like in Within. random intervals. Yeah. You can't even scroll through. You scroll through and there's a fucking commercial. Yeah. You scroll to a commercial and I fucking hate it. I hate this like common, like natural segues with natural voices from actual content to commercials. Yeah. That's Especially what... for people who are like supported by like things like, like Patreon and shit. Oh my god, why are you doing this? It's predatory. Did you watch the South Park take on it? The whole last season of South Park was about infiltration of oh, ads yeah, yeah, yeah. into content. the content yeah. of yeah. the show. And how like you're starting to not be able to tell the content or even humans from the ads. Yeah. And they're doing like interviews, Blade Runner style. Did you notice that she's actually an ad? <laughs> oh my god, it's indistinguishable. She had me fooled. Uh, I just think it's a little bit stupid. But on the other hand, like it's not like people can actually like make a living off it. But if they have you know native content, then they can actually pay rent. The person so who's actually, actually versus, if you listen to you Duncan know. Trussell's show, he's actually amazing at doing the ads because he'll just go on a long tangent about how using Amazon.com allows you to be an extra uh, reclusive hermit 
who can be totally afraid of germs and never leave his house. You know, because the there's fucking, uh, syphilis and that, every... the, the Jesse Brown starts going on a like, thing, how like Fred, <laughs> using fresh books has made his life easier. I want to shoot him in the face because I don't care about fresh books because I can make a Photoshop file that does that. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's depressing. You know, it would be a good mini-sode. We can do an all-ads mini-sode. <laughs> just make advertisements. For Which, the whole show is just ads. And Go to audible.com to start your free trial today. That's audible.com slash B-A-N-G, B-A-N-G. <laughs> honk honk oh god you could be the ad man oh, brendan uh, ah. you can do you can, you can do like oh, oh. but every time like even if i hear like mark Marin like ramble for 16 minutes about some fucking bullshit that he's uh selling i yeah. can't i can't deal with that he has like he's popular enough yeah he doesn't need to do that shit he doesn't need to they make want the that world. much money they want the world and you know what? The, the the other aspect of it is they're all following the Joe Rogan model too. The Tim Ferriss slash Joe Rogan model is that you have unrelated advertising, but you also have your own products that you're selling. And so you'll lace in that like, oh, I've got vitamin supplements or yeah. I'm also selling t-shirts or you get boner pills. I like uh, the way Earwolf has been doing it now. Like Earwolf's been around for got to be like five years as a podcasting sort of network. Mm. And for the longest time, it was just free. Every show had ads. Um, they did a couple of their own pet projects that typically didn't have ads because no one would sponsor them. But then they found themselves in an impasse where like, they wanted to make a lot more content. So they uh, have made now like an app, a Howl app, and it's like a premium subscription. So you can get for like six bucks a month, something like that, you get Howl, you get all their podcasts ad-free. Plus, you get special podcasts that they don't offer on Earwolf, like unique content for Hal. Plus, they have all of Mark Maron's back ar archives and a whole bunch of other people's back podcast archives added in. Uh, and that's then, what Dan they, Savage does too. It's just still, there's a premium, there's a, a premium version just, of the show, you know. and they still offer all of the Earwolf stuff with ads. Honestly, ask me to pay. I will send you a dollar. I yeah. just don't want to listen to fucking nature box <laughs> shit. I just can't. I, I still haven't, I can't understand why YouTube doesn't we'll just make a premium <laughs> subscription. Like if YouTube said right now, they are. pay $50, pay $50 and you see no more ads, I'll fucking buy it today. It is. You can. It's YouTube Red. It's available now. Really? They yes. have that already. They turn all the ads off. God damn it. Oh, huh? you can install ad block and you don't have to do that. Well, yeah, but I mean, but it's even like on my PS4, like when I happen to be watching YouTube or something like that and just like advertisement after advertisement. And you I know what I discovered? Adblock cuts out Spotify commercials, which is beautiful. Oh, that's awesome. It's just, you don't have to do anything. They're constantly working on the algorithm though. Cameron was noticing at work today, the Adblock doesn't work. Oh, uh, you don't, you have to use Ublock. Adblock is, um... Ublock? Adblock is actually, uh, like it's like a Trojan. Because it's made by the advertising companies. So whatever you're blocking, it reports back that you're blocking it. So it's as if you clicked on it. Mm. So they collect information on you while you're blocking them. That's fucking ridiculous. So that, that ad block is subsidized by the See, by this the is why I need industry. to touch base with you every so often. Because you tell me about the, the downsides to all these products. Well, it seems like all the porn sites these days want you to turn the ad blocker off if you want to watch porn. <laughs> yeah, what's the deal what with that? porn sites are <laughs> just, just joking. It's true. I've yeah. noticed that. Yeah, I've definitely seen that before. It's a problem out there. Lack of porn, guys. Let's talk about the internet. Not enough. Lack of pornography. Lack of pixelated porn. Lack of pixelated. Oh, porn. there's Asian no lack of pixelated porn. <laughs> I don't get that. I don't get how a country like that 
that's like become so sexualized in certain aspects of its culture still is so and from the beginning like you can see yeah. you can see scrolls from japan from 500 years ago with like full-on uh-huh. cock and bush yeah yeah but then it got banned people mm-hmm. getting farted and, away and, by and, huge and, gusts of wind yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But, like then, that. but then it got replaced by, by hokusai uh, octopus tentacles replacing penises right because penises were banned Right. They banned penises at Yeah, some that's point? why the tentacles exist. Oh. What do you think the tentacles are? I don't know. I don't They're know. They live proxies. on an island. Or... Who, who did this? It was some Hokusai. sort of emperor? Yeah, Ho- I, mean, I, think, I think in, in the Meiji era, when they, starting, they, they, they started to militarize the society and they had like the, the shogun uh, kind of supplanted the emperor, I mm. think. Uh, yeah, they banned all pornography. Oh. So Hokusai had to draw tentacles instead of uh, vaginas and penises. So having sex with an octopus is not pornography. No. Oh, okay. Good to know. Yeah. Those things if, got beaks. If, if you an, don't want to put that on your tender vagina. If an octopus just like, shoves like tentacles into you, that's that's just you know nature eating things. Don't play with your food, darling. No. <laughs> oh god. And and since then, Japan has been fucked up. Yeah. Well, maybe from before that too. I don't know. I've I've noticed that like, like I've been watching a lot of Korean TV. Mm-hmm. And we're watching all these variety shows, and even like, and, and then we were like watching a little bit of Chinese stuff. I th- I used to think that all of Asia is fucked up, but it's only Japan. Oh, Koreans also think the Japanese are fucked up, and the right. Chinese think that the Japanese are fucked up. There's just like there's a difference between like Japanese variety shows and Korean variety shows. The yeah. Japanese variety shows are a lot more cruel. They did get there's a, a lot of spanking. There's a lot of just abuse. There's people just laughing at people's pain. It's it's not it's not normal. It's, right. and, and there's like it's way crazier. Like in Korea, they would make you like sleep outside at minus twenty weather, but in Japan, they would make you sleep outside and it'd be two men in full on gimp suits just spanking you with big shovels at the same time, and well, you would have to like yell math at them to get people. Well, it's like the uh, the crazy show they did. Uh, the show they did with that guy. <laughs> they kept putting an eggplant over his penis. Have you ever seen this thing before? Hard gay. No, no, no. It was, so they did a reality show in Japan where they had this guy sign up for a reality oh, Natsumi. show. Natsumi, Natsumi, right? Yeah, yeah. And he he gets locked in the apartment and they strip him naked and yeah, there's yeah, nothing yeah. and he has to win like a million dollars worth of yeah, sweepstakes a... prizes. He has to win all the food and clothes that he needs through sweepstakes. Like all he's got is a pallet of magazines. And then after he's done... They just take him to Korea and they make him do the same thing again. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> they released him nude in the street. Right. And nobody understood what he was saying, so he had to come back to the room. Right. Because he, they gave him this opportunity to, like, leave. But he couldn't. Because <laughs> no nobody understood him. They released him in a foreign country. He <clears throat> thought he was going crazy. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. And, then they, they, and then they brought him in front of a live audience naked yeah. and mocked him. It's like, oh, Yeah, they okay. all laughed at them. There's a, they have the best graphics departments when they just make, like, sound effects, like wham and boom and shit. They just... Outside, and then just people, like, in oh, gonna clown say, makeup whoa, dance whoa, around. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. And, uh... Yeah, it's, it's very specific. And it seems to be... That's the only stuff that I see trickle over into North America... Like I never see what their um their fucking like daytime television is like. Oh, it's just the same as here. It's boring. You know? There's nothing different. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they all watch Korean soap. What's what's the number one sport over there? Uh, baseball. baseball. Yeah, baseball. They just watch baseball. They watch baseball. Their baseball teams are awesome too. Hmm. They fucking. There's one thing like I don't. I'm not a huge sports guy. Sports don't really matter to me, but I fucking love baseball. 
Like you love time. Japanese baseball. No, I love baseball in general. I love <laughs> all baseball. baseball like I, any any time that like baseball comes back around, it just like tickles me pink. It's like <laughs> it's less than a month for spring tra- spring training. I'm really excited about it. But Japanese baseball players are really awesome, and they play the game a little faster. They have smaller strike zones and uh, mm. s- like smaller. Uh, smaller balls by like a very small percent. Like they kind of shrink their balls, they shrink their strike zones, make the game a little harder, a little more technical. They also have an entire baseball game played with robots. What? <laughs> yeah, you can watch a robot. That was a Nintendo game. game. Did you see the really? Base Wars? You never played Base Wars? It was a bunch of robots with like cannon arms and stuff, and you I, play. You play. Baseball. I definitely never played that. That sounds yeah. great. And t- if you get if you get tagged out, like the one guy uses his cannon arm and he fires and he blows you up. Out. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I don't give a fuck about baseball. I think baseball's retarded. Well, I, Ilya knows nothing about baseball. Last summer, we took him down to the diamond, and we were explaining to him what the rules were and how you score points, and he was just like, this is this is ridiculous. This makes no sense. It does make no sense. No, Cri- Cricket, I understand. You throw a thing at the shovel, you hit the thing with the shovel, then if you hit the thing with the shovel into the right direction, you win. Baseball... Oh. That's like there's a person who scratches his balls. There's another person who stands behind him with a big glove. I understand softball, but this isn't softball. There's people who change places around the thing. Softball's the same. It's like Alice in Wonderland, like water drying dance. It's fucking (laughs) all all of those people. All of of the the base base coaches and all the people on the sidelines. That shit doesn't matter. Typically, baseball is all the pitcher versus individual batter sport. And like tactile base stealing. That's it. Just like being able to feel out I have enough time to steal this base during this play. And or a guy getting pitched at really hard at like 100 mile an hour, Except 90 mile an hour and just trying it's to It's not him really out. because the game is just staring at people standing. That's the game. They just know. stand. Man, I watch he's, baseball. He's talking time, about man. the outfielders and stuff. Oh, he, they're they just there. They're, they're, they're like trees. <laughs> they're just there in really tight pants yeah, for no reason. But every once in a while, they make amazing plays and they dive into the walls and smash their bodies up, and it's really fun. Who cares? <laughs> it's great. There's no like. Ilya, come, where's the sports? Ilya, come to a Blue Jays game this spring. I'll I pay for your ticket. I understand that eating like hot dogs we'll, is really fun we'll while eat a watching big, people run hot around dog. and drinking beer. That's great. I like doing that, but I don't need the sports in front of me for that. I can do it like anywhere. We'll get we'll get cheap tickets. We'll go see like a okay, sweet game. Okay, but we could see like a real football match or maybe like a canoe race. Yeah, let's race. go to Toronto FC. Yeah, Toronto FC is great. There's like asshole people with scarves. They're all drunk. It's awesome. So you baseball? like soccer, but not baseball. Like, great. Soccer is much so- better than soccer. baseball. <laughs> yeah, Fo- no, soccer. Yeah, football. Soccer is great. Yeah. No, no, I don't, I don't mind uh, it. Locomotive Moscow. It was a Russian railroad team. Uh, <laughs> a railroad uh, team. Most of the things that I know about other countries, I learned from watching soccer with Ilya. Because he'll tell you all about... It has a nationalist Oh, of course. It's Baseball a... has no nationalism in it. It's just America, America stuff, right? But like, And all the countries For where now. America had bases. Uh, I mean, Japan and Korea had American bases, therefore the the baseball migrated. Not necessarily. I mean, the the national pride that most of the Latin countries feel over baseball, like the Latin leagues and uh, like everywhere from like the Mexican it's, leagues it's, to Venezuela and like Paraguay, you know, all these like baseball players, it's a big deal there. They only, live baseball. It's only because America had a base in Puerto Rico. Yeah, but but it's spread through South America. Like it does have a certain amount of nationalism in it now. Uh, especially now that the MLB for the first time 
is taking in the Australian leagues, they're taking in the Japanese leagues, and they're taking in the South American Holy leagues. shit, you do know a lot about and baseball. They're, they're starting to amalgamate into one worldwide kind of I, baseball I, I association. Know, so horrible. there will be like a world baseball it's championship. just the game is really boring to watch. Well, <laughs> wait till it's played on a world level, then maybe you'll like it. Maybe it'll be more exciting when there's I actual, am, like, there's stakes behind it. I'm waiting with, like, clutched fists <laughs> for the opportunity to watch <laughs> an exciting baseball game, but... I don't think it's happening. What if, what if Russia puts together a crack team of... I don't give a shit about Russia. Of, <laughs> of fucking Soviet super, super pitchers. Yeah, Play that card. Eh? Yeah, no, I don't care. Um, I'm just saying, like, if you if you watch, like, a game between any two football teams, they're all, like, they're, it's like going to war, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's real. And the thing that's brilliant uh, that I liked about watching my first World Cup kind of all the way through, it's neat how they all have their own traditions. They all play football. They all play soccer a little bit different. Yeah. And it's funny to see the strategies I think, matched up against By the way, Euro 2016. Is that this summer? Yeah. What? And I, I live right next to Planet Football. Is, oh. is this the one that they're playing in the fucking Qatar desert or something? Is that in Russia? Saudi Arabia or something? Or I think is... it might be in Russia. What? Why is Russia getting all of these big Because they bribed guys? everyone before they fired all the FIFA leadership <laughs> for like all these orgies and money they took. <laughs> they're starting a hedge fund with that guy Dominic Strauss-Kahn that got caught <laughs> like in an orgy. Do you remember him? That 60-year-old guy that he wasn't even repentant. He's like, what I do with my time is my business alone. I've got a new idea for a podcast where I just convinced Ilya that baseball is a good sport. I think I can do it. Minisode. You know, I'm open to sports. I just I just haven't seen a baseball game that was any good. I, I think I think there's a game. There's a moment from a game especially, but the whole game from this past playoff season... Because the Blue Jays feel when the guy's throwing the stupid thing, right? That bat flip, but what led up to it? That was cute, but you know. But what led up to it and how pivotal that moment was? Like he actually needed to do that. It was it was something that like it was do or die. He was gonna be the one to do it, and there had been an hour of delay based on a bullshit call, where the entire stadium were was losing their mind. The hour of delay, and he came up (laughs) and fucking cranked one, like and which won them the game and completely. Crush the spirit of the other team, and it was one of those moments where, like, everyone in Toronto stood on their feet and laughed in someone else's face, and that's the feeling that you want out of a sport, I think. Yes, <laughs> to stand and laugh in someone's face, and that was the perfect. That bat flip is a fuck you to the other players, and it was the most well delivered fuck you I've well, ever seen. Well, any sports is, you know, a primordial <laughs> uh, urge to feel better than somebody else. And to say else, fuck you to, right? to another tribe of It's like when, yeah. you're, when, 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 you're, when you're proud that your city is more south than like another city, right? Mm. It, 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 it's all chimp stuff, right? Yeah. So, you know, you can do that about a chess match, it doesn't really matter. That's true. <laughs> I saw competitive darts. Competitive darts are a big deal. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, used to watch that on like, a British stadium on and like these two people like, you know, one guy's from Liverpool and the other guy's from like fucking Sussex and they're in the finals and people are <laughs> losing their minds. They're <laughs> yeah. all dressed up like hooligans and they, they, they pile all these people into like a really tiny hockey arena too. So they're all on top of one another it's and it's really sport. loud. I guess they'd have to drink. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to see the kind of in-your-face sportsmanship from other areas, like permeate into the chess world or into the poker world, where at the end of a chess oh. match, after he checkmates, he stands up and just flips the Let board me into you. his face 
Fuck Brandon, you! <laughs> let me introduce you to the Kasparov versus Kar Karpov matches. Because <laughs> Kasparov basically did that. Just flip the board in his face like, fuck you! Or when he was ah. losing to Deep Blue. And oh, he yeah? just decided to fucking quit on it because it just like the temperature <laughs> he, wasn't right. He kicked it to fucking bits. <laughs> you, That's you, what I uh, want to see. Kasparov was a huge like he was like the Arnold of chess. He's the bad boy of chess. Yeah, he like, would come in, he would insult his opponent to his face, and then you would destroy them in like ten moves or something. Remember when he was gonna unseat Putin? Uh, he's still kind of there. He's still working on that? Yeah, he's working on that. Oh, cool. This <laughs> he's is gonna a long be right term... there when like something happens. This is a long-term project. I remember he's it was a, 10 years ago he was not, trying to... He's not the greatest politician he's because he's uh, he doesn't have enough support. Oh, okay. Is he a good speaker? Mm, he's okay. Hmm. He's a little bit too foreign. He's Armenian and Jewish. Oh. So in Russia, it's kind of a double kiss of death. <laughs> The old Armenian Jew, uh, yeah, you don't catch twenty two. I mean, it's okay, but you know. Yeah. Remember, the, remember the beginning of the of the thing where Kurt Russell's playing the chess computer mm -hmm. and it starts to win, and he's like, he just he pours it's the his only beer thing on he it. has to do in this like Arctic station. It's like the only source of entertainment, and he just pours an entire cup of whiskey into it. Goes fucking cheating. Burn bitch. it down. <laughs> that's a terrible idea. That's the Burn first. Your only computer. That's the first part in the movie, and it's in the first maybe two or three minutes after the title sequence where Kurt Russell establishes that if anything gets even close to approximating a human, he'll destroy it. Yes. He's like, "Fuck this computer!" And, he's and like, it also Too gives close. you. It also gives you evidence <laughs> that in the ambiguous ending. Kurt Russell probably torches that motherfucker and just says, you know, I'm going out, going out on my sword. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a, there's a beautiful... There's a bleakness about his, his character. Yeah. Oh, I, I just love how... He knows how... that all is lost, so he just, you know, let's go out. Yeah. Done. Pour the beer on that computer. Set the, set the whole base on fire. Do you think I, either of them were, were still the alien at the end of that movie? Yeah. You think they both were? But th that's what I'm saying. I I'm saying like the the bleakness of of saying giving up and pouring beer on the chess computer. That's your only thing to play with at the yeah. station. It insinuates that in that final beat, the writer was leaning towards that the black guy is the replicant, right. or both of them are. Both or, of them are, yeah. Yeah, and that there is no escape. There's maybe There's... one of the most incredible. Uh, examples of fan fiction I've ever read, and it's like hard to even say that phrase out loud because I really don't like fan fiction. You don't? I mean, sometimes I do. <laughs> There's occasionally like, you know, a story that someone's written in the phrasing or in the universe of somebody else where I've been like, oh, that's really good. But uh, there's this alternate telling of the thing from the, the alien's perspective, and it's talking, the alien is basically this thing that comes from a planet where everything is one thing. It doesn't understand. It's never been to a planet where things are separate. Like everything mm. is always just one thing. Different so when, identities. So when it gets to Earth. It's Avatar, man. Yeah. So when it gets to Earth and the Swedish people try and kill it, it thinks the entire planet wants to kill it. It thinks it's just hostile. The whole planet is hostile. So it behaves as if everything it meets from the planet is just a manifestation of this hostile planet that, that wants like to kill it and idea. also by assimilating the things around it yeah and it's, it's trying to it's trying to hide it's, either it's, it's trying to absorb and like figure out what the planet's about and then the last beat of the story is um that both uh mccready and the the black character are 
the aliens. Is it Childs? Childs. I th- no, no, I think Childs is one of the other ones. Childs but I don't know. But other. it's the two of them and they're talking, but they're both. They're both. The alien and they're they're talking just to make sure in case anybody is listening that they sound normal. And they and they know that they'll, they'll, they'll just freeze for now and wait until somebody comes to rescue them. Mm. I pitched a cartoon like that once. Really? Well, I was... Uh... I was trying to like do uh, like aliens from a perspective of the aliens. Yeah. But like the movie aliens. So right. like the aliens just find humans like incredibly attractive. Right. And cute. And they are just trying to reproduce, right? And they think that like they're evolving them into a higher form of being. So they right. don't understand why everybody's like running away and trying to kill them. Yeah. And because they, 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 they think the humans like like the most beautiful things in the world. And they right. try to like... They want to ha- combine with them. Yeah, they want to yeah. just make them make more of like better things out of them. But instead, they just get shot at and like cursed at, and they like, nobody understands. See, I love that idea. It because that's like the kind of Lovecraftian writing I think is really absent from modern science fiction, where like or you know, you know cartoons. You, yeah, you always have like the monster <laughs> character, Canadian. and the monster character is always like out for a certain uh, bloodlust, or like there's always some sort of nefarious uh, reason that a monster's raging. But there's never like these sort of benign, innocent monsters that are doing it and are totally unaware that they're causing any harm. They're just like, oh, but I'm just trying to help out. Like, like government officials. Yeah, I don't understand why. Yeah, the, is the X-Files about that kind of monster? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I think... I, I, well, Jesse had the idea that just make, uh, you know, Mulder and Scully villains in this uh, That would be like, awesome. Variation. Do you see my that love? would actually make a lot of sense. I had, I okay, so I'm, I'm pretty much cut up. I didn't see last week's episode. Oh, cool. I have a Lovecraft tattoo oh, with his, nice. his on it. All right. Yeah. When did you get that? A couple months ago, in someone's basement. <laughs> oh, killer! Yeah, my friend Megan. She was just like, "Oh, I'll give I'll you a tattoo, tattoo for free." Fuck. Boop. Good deal. Is it like a prison tattoo with like a pen? No, no, no. She did it with a machine, but That's she so she'd never done a tattoo that big before. She kind of made some mistakes, and she didn't orient it right. I wanted it to be facing up. But it's still fine. It's and on you forever. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just gonna get it you fixed. You can't up. rotate it. No, but you can't. You can't. I can fix the lines and stuff like that. So I'm fine with because now it's sort of pointing inward. Ah. So I'm okay with the the pentagram sort of pointing into no, myself. It's okay. The no, horror no. inside. No. The dark one is not going my to way accept your it. logo. It's upside down. <laughs> when Cthulhu comes, guys, I'm gonna be safe. Oh, oh well. Or I'll be or I'll be the first one to be raped and killed. I don't know. So I had some X Files critiques. Because okay. uh, for a while I was the laggard that hadn't caught up with the new reboot shit. Right. I feel like it. Spoilers. Was a... Wait. Spoilies. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. I'm going to spoil this stupid bullshit X Files reboot Spoilies. that nobody wanted. A show that everybody's already watched. It's so yeah. strange to be living in an era where scripted television is not as weird as YouTube. Like, to compare the new X Files episodes to David Icke. A person who, for the last, like, ten years has been advocating in Britain to millions of fans that the world is run by a secret cabal of 12-foot shape-shifting lizards. Right. To have that be real and a scripted jump be not as weird as the yeah. stuff that you can watch on YouTube is very disappointing. I I, I know exactly what this X-Files series is about. I could, I could tell from the it's first episode. It's, well, a big part of it's, like, money. Fox doesn't have, like, kind of cereal that, like, is a powerhouse late-night viewing for it anymore, so it needs that. But also... This is a Fox thing? I thought it was, like, on Netflix or something. No, no. No, it's, it's a Fox thing. thing. Yeah. All right. Um, so, I think that this is lip service to the real fans of the show who were thoroughly disappointed by the final two seasons and the ending of the show. Like, everything involving Robert Patrick after Mulder leaves the show <laughs> and the bullshit put-together ending that is just, like, 
complete Ugh. layman's explanation of the entire show and then a crazy nonsensical ending. It seems like they're trying to undo two whole seasons of X-Files and go out on a better note this time and be like, here's the campiness you love. Here's the monster of the no, week. No, here's no, the no. alien conspiracy. Here's so I'm not a, I'm not a huge oh, X-Files service. fan, so maybe the fan service doesn't work on me. But yeah. that first pilot episode was directed so boring. It was just shot, reverse shot over and over again with but like it was, X-Files babble that you could have just like copied and pasted from the other scripts. No, a lot of that stuff. Um, and then what, purpose. What, and what they're undoing, because the whole thing about like the end of the original X-Files series was like, it became this elaborate war between like alien rebels and aliens who were trying to take over the and earth. Colonizing. And, and colonizing. And, like, all that weird shit. It, and like super soldiers that the government was making. It had all these moving parts and it became so super complicated to the point where the final episode had to be this very like point for point, beat for beat recollection of the prior like five or six it seasons. It didn't need to be though. And But here's what I'm saying is that one of the things that they proposed in the new episode right away is he meets that old guy and the old guy's like, Everything that you that found out before was bullshit. So they they undid it. They're like, oh, all that stuff about alien rebels and being set on they fire. They did the Star Wars trick. You know and what would have also worked, though? You just say they not, left. Okay. There was aliens. They no, left. No, but the thing is, the smoking man dies at the end of the original He's show. He's gone. No, but he comes back in the, in the new show. Like, the thing is, they... They cloned him. They have undone I don't know. Fuck everything. you. No, but... I, but that's, that's a good explanation, that's honestly. That's a good explanation. I just don't, don't explain you. anything. Just fucking continue from where you right. want to Well, continue. there are things that they did omit where it's like, at the end of the original show, Mulder and Scully are wanted fugitives for murder, and then in the first episode, Mulder is just standing in a government building. He's just standing there as a wanted man for 10 years, being like, I guess I am work for the government again now. Yeah. And they don't explain why that. They don't explain thing. why okay. they start doing that. <laughs> Director Jesse Ewell's my alternative approach to this, oh, yeah. right? You just get rid of all the baggage. Make something. You else. say David Duchovny and and fucking what's her Jillian Anderson. You just have them in like documentary style, mockumentary style. It's yeah. following them around as they go through their regular lives and have like fan confusion where they're constantly getting autographs and harassed and things. And they fall into their own web of actual conspiracies with <laughs> David Icke and the shape-shifting reptiles and fucking Alex Jones and the FEMA camps. Because in that first episode, they just had a guy that was pretending to be Alex Jones. Yeah, like, yeah. None of that was scripted. It was all just like lifted right from the Alex Jones show. Right. Stuff about the FEMA camps and things. You could have got Alex Jones. He'll go on Fox and have millions of people... Hear it'd be a different show. Different yeah, platform. It'd be a different show. If you they, didn't they, have, they, but it, they, the, they want the, the fans. They want the fans that don't want change. They want ugh. the Star Wars kind of fans. I hate you know? it. I hate that stuff. Well, yeah, that's not for you. <laughs> you don't have enough money to I sustain mean, their fucking you know, product. You anyway. can't go you backwards, people. You can't go backwards. Like, David Duchovny has got like a big old man face and his like dyed brown hair. Yeah, he's Jillian Walter Anderson's Mato. got like a weird facelift and. Well, the, that's, there's too much baggage from the old thing to ever reboot it properly. So, I mean, they could either just start it off where it's like there's absolutely no attempt to arc it and connect it to the old set. They're just like new episodes. Don't even worry. Do it comic book style. Say like we're going back to to number one, season oh. one, and not acknowledge the old episodes. And yeah, don't go to season one. That's like re reboots are annoying. It's like I mean, mm. all of these all of these new sort of bring back the old show projects. I feel like they're mostly going to be disappointing for people. It's like, you really want to bring back Full House and revisit that. Oh, they're doing that, It right? was never yeah, good House. to begin with. It was terrible to begin with. It was the worst show with. ever. And, like, and they brought back, 
uh, that Boy Meets World show as a spinoff oh, called Boy Meets that. World. I, I never saw it, but apparently it was like a huge deal. Mm. They uh, There was talk about bringing back Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as a show where... Will Smith's the uncle? No, Will, <laughs> Will Smith has a kid, and the kid grows up in... Uh, Philly. In, no, in Bel-Air. And then he goes to Philly. And he, oh, and he gets all preparatory, and he becomes reverse. too much like Carlton. And so Will's like, oh no, he's like Carlton, I gotta bring him to the hood. Smith. So he moves back to the hood to try and thug him up a little bit and fucking teach him how to be, I don't know. Well, that's art imitating life because isn't um, Will Smith's son like an androgynous model now? Yeah. Sure. He's a huge yeah. pussy. Yeah. He's like the new Jane. face of, of Prada women or something. Like he wears women's clothes as, as he's like the model for He kept trying to be an line. actor, but he was so bad. So bad. Uh, After Earth? Jane. After Earth, yeah. After Earth, that fucking movie is oh, terrible. God. They call this... Ghosting. And they put him in Fuck Kar- you. <laughs> Karate Kid. Remember Karate yeah. Kid? Ghosting? Isn't that a masturbation move? <laughs> Is it? It's called The Stranger, Jesse. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dead Isn't that what Cosby's MO was? <laughs> Ghost Dadding. <laughs> no, Ghost that's a, Dadding. That's a different thing. <laughs> Nighty night! <laughs> you need to come over to my apartment for some one on one. One on one advice. You. I replaced the water in the jello with GHB. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Magic special sauce. Remember the special sauce? Oh, that fucking is the creepiest video. You know about in the special sauce, right? What's the special sauce? Oh, we should. Well, I'm gonna cut that in right here. That's gonna be break interlude. It's Bill Cosby on his. He show. wrote an episode. He himself wrote an episode where he makes a special sauce. A special barbecue he gives sauce. It, he gives it to his wife. And his wife becomes horny. Yeah, and he's talking about it. He's like, haven't you ever noticed that when people have my sauce, it makes them all huggy buggy? My barbecue sauce. Haven't you ever noticed after people have some of my barbecue sauce, after a while when it kicks in, they get all huggy buggy? And they huggy to, buggy? They need to get right home <laughs> to bed. He was confessing. And then he's like, on TV. I've got a cup of it on the nightstand. You hear me? A cup of it. Why don't you go upstairs and... Have some sauce. And we could get all huggy buggy <laughs> together. Oh, God. Oh, should we take a five-minute break? Uh, okay. Go out on that Bill Cosby rapiness. Ugh. Disgusting. <laughs> you see? Theo! Rudy! <laughs> Vanessa! Yeah, has anybody re-edited that Cosby show opening yet? With the new circumstances? Like, With just dark fucking music? David Lynch music? Like murder. Bill Cosby dancing to David Lynch music. Maybe we should fucking do that. Huey Lewis in the news. Uh, oh, all right. Addicted to love. Do you have any more cheese, Jesse? Yeah. More cheese. Yeah, more coffees. I will reward you with other cheese in the future. I just, uh, I just want some cheese because it was really good cheese. Applauding and clapping is the greatest thing to ever happen to comedy. My mom discovered Freddie Mercury. And I kept explaining to her, and, he was, and she's like, no. No. <laughs> he's just an actor. But he's so butch. Artist. My friend at work, Wendy, went to um, Disney World for um, the break, for the Christmas break. She said it was a level of hell that she never thought would be possible in a Magic Kingdom. Really? She said that it was all 
giant diabetic fat people on motor scooters and huge lineups. You could never get on the rides. If you wanted to get on anything, you had to pay a premium fast pass thing mm. and it would give you like your four top four rides that you wanted that day and at a certain time that you had to show up for. And it still was a huge line, right? And it was still a huge lineup. And all she desperately wanted to do was go back to the resort and hang out with her friend in the pool. But like her friend, her family wouldn't let her because it was supposed to be like the big family trip. And she had to hang out with the nieces and stuff. That's and it made me realize that like they had Disney World is covered in security. Just oh, yeah, make it for sure. all a kid Ugh. thing. You drop your kids off at the gate. It has like guard towers and snipers and stuff so that they're safe. And they run around the park and have adventures together, completely unsupervised. Is that so wrong? My parents used to do that. They would let me and my brother just go hang out. Mm -hmm. And then they would say, we'd meet you somewhere. Although one day at Beckfire, when they lost us in like a Lithuanian city, and then they had to summon like police and dogs and stuff to search for us. <laughs> oh, no, no, it was in the Black Sea. So yeah, so I was, um, I think I was seven and my brother was three. Mm -hmm. And we were just, uh, we just decided to go look at something and we got lost. But not really lost. My parents really got lost. We never got lost. Yeah, you were We sensible. saw that they weren't there and we went straight home. <laughs> and my parents lost us and they went straight to the police. And they were going to summon like a helicopter and like there were like people with dogs looking for us. And then the, my dad's friend who was with us, he just went home to get some like supplies to bring yeah. and we were there and we were like where are you guys what happened you guys weren't here for five hours <laughs> it's weird but yeah mostly you'd think they'd check home like nope. first where they'd be like well it wasn't home, hmm, home maybe right? we were renting like a net in in the soviet union there was this weird tourism that people didn't go to hotels like hotels were for like senior party mm -hmm. officials and idiots right uh, people just rented apartments it was like an airbnb thing but they rented them from like posting us on fences and stuff they would be like right. there would be a fence that you'd just go to and be like oh you can rent an attic in this lithuanian lady's place <laughs> and then uh, fun yeah that's how you find a husband for your for your daughter in china oh it's yeah just like wanted posters up on the, on the posts yeah with a photo of her and and a, and a phone number Jeez. do you have at Fully least fertile. one million american dollars <laughs> you can have my daughter <laughs> everything's for sale overseas Everything's for sale. Here too. Yeah, here too. Here, where can you where can you buy children and 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 wives in Canada? Craigslist, really? Of yeah, that's what Craigslist is for. Silk Road, the oh, dark the Silk dark Road's web. Been kind of closed, but it's uh, re reopened. I'm sure there's else. like di something different. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. taking its place. It's I remember like back way back uh, when like secure browsing was first a thing. Uh, and I was still living in Brantford. There's this thing called Budmail, and it was a. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, you could order weed and like weed products through the mail, but you had to have like a Hushmail email account. And you had to use a special browser to access the site. But then like they would just FedEx you weed anywhere in Canada because like they can't open those packages, so you just get a fucking parcel of weed. I was weed. so tempted to try it. It was in great. The early it was days awesome. Of the, of the Silk Road and the dark web, but I I couldn't get behind the Bitcoin. I, I was like, what? I got to pay like $15 You know, for it's one still there, but it is dying a little bit because China has monopolized it. Right. Because people right. in China have, like own big server farms that just farm Bitcoin now. So all it, it, it's, not, it's not conducive to like a nice currency. So there's going to be another incarnation of like a blockchain currency 
that's gonna cover all of that. Well, I imagine it'll be like software or our torrent programs. Like you'll tell me whatever the hot new blockchain is. Well, well there, there was what that thing called Kenya Pence or something. I forget what it's called. It has like a very African sounding name. But they're using it like like all of Kenya is using it instead of money now. Oh, cool! So it's happening, but it's gonna it's gonna be a while until it gets here. Cryptocurrency. Yeah, all these cryptocurrencies. It's good. Dog coin. Doge. Doge coin. I I signed up for Ferengi coin. Ferengi coin. <laughs> yeah. Plated latinum. Yeah. It was gold plated latinum. What? <laughs> uh, Ferengi coin. That's and amazing. Then they sent me Twitter updates and stuff. It was great for a bit. <laughs> the fifty sixth rule of acquisition. Then you unsigned? Uh, well, What's I just. What's their story? I, well, it's just uh, there were a whole bunch of coins that came out, like mm-hmm. Doge coins and like any, any kind of coins. Yeah. coins. That's amazing. Yeah, but uh, you can make your own coin. It's not a problem. Oh, just we nobody have will coin for idea. Yeah, you can have Jesse coins. You can have idea grave coins. You can have anything you want. Coins. There's only one in existence. Cameron's dog coins. And do you have to mine each of them? They, well, you uh, you, you, you can make rules for it, right? So you can, yeah, you can, but you can, like, as an originator, you can have a bunch of them, and you can distribute them around, oh, and they would be worth whatever funny. people decide they're worth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the real problem is... Uh, you don't have a mixing headphone on. I can see that peaking. Nah. Try to do it silently, Jesus. Anyway, so... Uh, I forget what kind of regulation happens, but I think Bitcoin's, like, allowed by the U.S., monetary policy people somewhere they made a ruling that it's a thing mm-hmm. but whatever bullshit coin you make is probably not going to be a real thing <laughs> yeah of course not but that's not so point, it right? has to I reach to like a critical to... mass where people decide that it's a real thing and then they go to the government does, it, they're like can it be it's a real just thing something that i can put in my christmas cards oh yeah of course i can tip people with it but then you like, know you have to you have to keep some crypto wait a minute this currency is only valid for buying favors from Jesse. But you can also, it's like when you make, you know, favor coupons. Mm-hmm. You can just make money with your own head, head, face on it. Yeah. A piece of paper and give it to or people. Or like my Branson bucks. Yeah. Branson, Branson bucks. Or Canadian Tire money. It's all the same bullshit. I made like $500 worth of Branson money. I remember Charles that. Branson on it. <laughs> I remember that. That's Did you great. sell them back? Uh, I, I guess I mailed them to some people. Yeah. I put it as a blog post saying that if you wanted one, just send me your email address. And I, sent I once them out. bought a certificate for buying land on Mars <laughs> from the internet. I paid $20 and I got a certificate. They own well, a lot of land on Mars. You're not allowed to own Mars. I know. I've realized that afterwards. But I also thought it wasn't real. But it was, I felt. Can, if you dead. go to Mars though. Like, are they going to have to rewrite the rules that when people get there, can you claim? Yeah. So this is this is like bleeding edge law stuff. But Mm. the way I understand it, all human laws don't apply once you leave the Earth. You can eat people. You're not allowed to own anything outside the Earth, according to human law, as far as I understand. It's about the moon and the space outside the planet. Mm -hmm. But they've already started selling mining rights for asteroids. There was this big story last week that Luxembourg wants to be like an asteroid mining country. And there's there's like a couple of those. Jeebus. I knew that was going to happen. There's a, a couple of those companies that popped up with like multimillionaires or billionaires backing them. And they're already going to be sending out like what a couple companies are co- just legit calling fireflies. Like little prospecting ships that are going to go and find mine uh, mining r- resource rich asteroids. Really, I'm not convinced though. I think this is all like schemey kind of stuff. Because... 
Like, they want to mine helium-3, right? Which is supposed to be, like, a really good source of fuel. Dude, that, there's but... No, there's no technology for that. They but, barely landed the thing on but an even, asteroid really far. But even the, the helium-3 is not as um, necessarily as interesting as some of the other things that asteroids are made up of, right? Because you have uh, water, you have radioactive material, you have... Um, it's not that much radioactive material there. There's some water. It, it, mostly some, it's yeah. just shitty rock. Yeah, but like you'll have uh, like ice and gold and like they're build up of all these different like building blocks and it's easier to build things in space or to like advance in your space programs if you don't have to rocket material. I don't buy off it. The, I think I think the, the only way it'll work is if there's a space elevator or something. Well, if it's the, really cheap to send things to orbit, then you can start mining whatever fuck you want. Yeah, but right now it's just that uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was explaining it. Um, when you get out into the asteroid belt, these asteroids aren't composed the same way that a planet is composed, where there's like layers of heavy metals and things. No, there's just one chunk down of the thing. Core. It's mostly all gold or all uranium or, or all one chunk. So it would be very profitable to identify these things and yeah. suck them down. Yeah, and like I, I, I really, I really do think it's important to get that, because I would think about if you were gonna colonize like a new place, like with all the technology, if there was just suddenly this like undiscovered place on Earth, resource rich, blah blah blah, like you wanted to build a bunch of stuff, uh, you wouldn't drag a bunch of material from existing places to go build there, you would use the plentiful resources that are all around you to construct something there. The same principle is like, well, if you have all these asteroids that are made of like rare metals and radioactive materials and water, both like fresh so and contaminated. are you going to build in space out of gold? Uh, well, they use gold as uh, as radiation shielding. And it's, it's like a super for computers. I don't know, man. This is really, really far fetched. Like, are they only? No, it's, it's not for like, now. It's for later. It's establishing industry in space because so that's eventually, what I'm saying. all these companies now are scheme like just they're scams. They're like Nigerian princes fishing uh, for money. No, I I find them to be more like fledgling and probably. Uh, overly ambitious, overly ambitious companies that aren't going to be able to accomplish the things that they're saying they're going to but they're laying the foundation for someone who will later how are they laying anything they're just taking money and disappearing no they're like building ships some of them are actually doing things some of them legit are building i'm sure there are a number of companies that are popping up and only pretending to be a part of the race but there's like two three companies that are they have like working prototypes they're getting ready to launch in the next few years it's just a great project for everybody to get behind. I though. mean, sure, do it. it never but ends. Just don't, don't. I mean, it, it, okay. It'd be a great collaborative Scams thing. Scams are a good to way to motivate people. I'm fine with that. I just don't think you can mine asteroids and get anything productive out of it with current levels of technology. I think it's just silly. I don't think that there's any problem with. There's, there's nothing that they need we, from them. We have fucking pretty goddamn good mining technology. It all it only has to be adapted to work in a zero g environment. Like we have mining technology but, that has completely ripped this earth apart and sucked most of the goods out of it already. So why don't you are think? Are you kidding we, me? They're, the oil prices are going down. All these like doomers that predicted the oil will run out. There's yeah. so much fucking oil in the ground. That's enough for like yeah, another 400 fucking years. Yeah, but we've There's pulled, we've pulled, out, we've managed to pull a lot of like good stuff out of the earth. We're good at it. We're, we're good at mining. Like. We are not that good at mining. We have to wash, like we had to hand wash all of Alberta 
to get like tiny tiny bits of oil out of it that's yeah but that's that's desperation yeah, that doesn't represent the whole big, of mining make it good that's desperate new technology that is like only trying to make money that doesn't represent all of mining other it's not even that good it's like gold prospecting they take a big piece of like sock and then they shove like things through that sock and then some <laughs> stuff left like is left on the outside Anyways, it's not that advanced. They just have big cars. That's really the most advanced thing they have. I I truly Huge believe. Wheels. I yeah. think I think if you think that the mining aspect of it is the actual mining obstacle in, in space. In space, yeah. That I don't they think have to send things into space for cheap to yeah. mine to bring it back to be yeah. economical. You yeah. want a piece of gold, and and like a, a rocket costs three million dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm like, aware of that. What about space elevator? Well, yeah, make a space it's elevator and it'll be cheap. Elevator. Sure, that that then it'll make sense. Or you do, or you, you, build all the fa- you build all the factories. You build all the factories on the moon, and you just send the finished products back to on, Earth. Back on you just throw them into the ocean. Just throw them into the ocean, have them wash I, up I'm, places. I, I'm just saying, there's no, there's no business idea here. There's just like we're gonna mine shit in space. Okay, so you mine for gold or or, or helium three. So you're gonna mine for energy. They're going to provide energy for space, in space. Why do people here need that? Because you can't bring it back, right? There's no technology No, but that. part of what I was saying is that, like, say that they wanted to either build, a, like, a gigantic new module in the ISS or put a brand new space station over that, and start building it. That makes no economic sense. You, you build a, like, space station's research project that's just a big boner for, like, national But pride. that's not what they're, they're – the only thing they're focused on. Actually, it's, it's too bad. We should have watched the uh, – the NASA State of State, State of the State Union of address today. The State uh-huh. of NASA. They had it today, but uh, they're they want to do long term projects. Like they right now, they have a guy uh, living on the ISS for a solid year. It's the yeah. first time anyone's lived there that long, and they he's got a twin it's brother. A dude that lived on Mir for three years nonstop. No. On and off, he came back. This guy's no, no, been there. No, he didn't come back. He was on on the fucking orbit. Seriously, for three years. It was like it was a long, long time. It was definitely more than a year. Right, I remember that. Well, this this guy, he has a but, identical twin brother on Earth, and they're studying the genetic uh, wear and tear on like DNA of living in space for a year because really? they're amping up to put someone. It on the moon or like Mars, if they can do that in like thirty or forty years from now, probably. And but none of that makes any economic sense. I don't know. It doesn't always have to be about money, Ilya. Well, I'm just saying that if you want to mine in space, it's specifically about money. And yeah, that or makes adv- no sense. Or or building or advancing the. That's a very different goal. If you yeah. want to advance human civilization, just say that. Don't pretend that you're gonna make money in a place where there is no money. But a lot of the times, made. a lot of the times when mining was first being established, it wasn't uh, a money operation. It, it was, was always a money operation. Well, it was we need we need resources to build though. People need to build to expand. Like it was a part of industrialization gonna, that we needed to mine resources. You're gonna expand to space. Yeah, why not? Because there's plenty of space here. Uh, yeah, sort of. Space sucks. We don't, <laughs> space is terrible space place to sucks. live. Space sucks. <laughs> I mean, again, space sucks. It's again, like a okay, vacuum okay, okay, full okay. of radiation. Just, just two things, right? Yes. I'm, I'm all for expanding into space and like going to explore the new frontier. I fucking love Star Trek. But reality is different. You, the, every space project that ever existed makes absolutely no economic sense. Yeah, and, 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 and on yet purpose, they continue. They continue because people like exploring shit, because it's new, because they're curious, because, you know, if you can prove that you can live there, maybe you can get something out of it, because science yeah. moves when you're trying to do things that are very yeah. difficult. However, 
if you want to make, you know, if you want to have like a mass movement to space and back, you have to make sure that it makes economic sense. Economic wanna, sense, yeah. If you want, if you want to have private enterprise moving in there, which is what's going to cause the whole like cheapening of stuff, right? Yeah. So the only thing to make that is to make reusable spaceships, which fucking you know Iron Man dude is trying to do right now. Yeah, that's not that good of an idea because he's just dropping pieces of iron like. It's it's the the technology is fucking Werner von Braun shit. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> he, he, they shoot a cannon and then it comes like the, the iron thing comes back. Yeah, right. And then there's another British thing that is kind of doing it. They they made a really good cooler for the engines. So yeah, that, like the like a shuttle can actually come like go into space and come back. Right. But that's not quite ready yet. Right. No. And and the the only thing that really makes economic sense is the space elevator, which nobody knows how to make because it's yeah. too expensive. Or I mean, maybe maybe there'll be something in. I mean, Germany and China are getting closer and closer to cracking fusion, nuclear that fusion. Do shit. If they can somehow come up with an engine design that like works on the infinite uh, that, energy that, that comes out of that. I, or, okay, okay, just again. Fusion is just nuclear power. Yeah. We already have nuclear power. It's yeah, but infinite it's, but it's, energy. Yeah, but but fission is dangerous. Fission is radioactive. Thorium reactors aren't dangerous at all. They're based on like water shit. Yeah, but but fission always puts out radiation, whereas nuclear fusion is a much lower yes. rate. Room temperature, great, yes. awesome. It's always fifty Safer. years away. We can, but <laughs> fine. I mean, Anyways. again. That's why I'm saying all these like scientific like moonshots. They're yeah. only moonshots when like Ken, do you put in ten percent of the your, the biggest country in the world's GDP in the project? Yeah. If you don't do that, we're gonna be dead fifty times before anything like that happens. Yeah. It's not even you know. No, I, I agree. Just, I don't. I don't drink think a it's... cup of oil and be happy. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's the most important thing, <laughs> but I think it. I think it's both interesting and advantageous to try, and that like trying to mine things in space, it'll probably not work out as planned, but it's worth doing. I think it's worth doing. It'll be really expensive. It's completely worth doing. It will probably do nothing. Maybe a technology will come out of it that has yeah. absolutely no relation to anything. Yeah. Je Jessica and I have been smearing pure petroleum jelly over our entire bodies every night before we go to bed. Petroleum jelly? Oh. Vaseline, Vaseline. petroleum jelly. This got a whole lot Lisa, sexier. <laughs> Tell us more, Jesse. I, I, That's I, my connection to the oil I use, addiction. Uh, I use lotion on my face, but I don't use Vaseline. Vaseline is uh, it bottles in the moisture, the, the problem, so you wake up looking the, like a the spring I babe. The problem with uh, Vaseline is once you put it on yourself, you can't stop. You can't stop. You start drying up like yeah. a fish. It's weird. Yeah. And you leave a residue. Like if you're ever touching poster prints or fine artwork, you'll leave Snail a handprint on everything that you touch. It's all about coconut oil, guys. Coconut oil is okay, but Organic I found coconut that oil. when I was using coconut oil, it made me itch. Oh, you're allergic. You're allergic happens. to coconut. Coconut yeah. oil is great. I, I eat it all the time. doesn't do anything. Yeah, but, it's, but you have a skin reaction, a uh, stomach reaction. Yeah, that just, That's too bad. It's, I don't it, get it that. Is the best. Oh, it's so good. Like, tightens up your wrinkles. It's good for your acne. Ooh. <laughs> Ooey gooey. Ooey gooey. Makes it smell like a fucking... Like a, a slutty coconut. <laughs> slutty coconut? <laughs> yeah, fucking... <laughs> a, coconut, a coconut who fucking throws it around a little too much. Oh, look at him split that the love. coconut. Split it with the machete. Coconut horn. Uh, in, your, uh, in your bleak animation existence, are you playing any good games these days? Games? Right yeah. now? Uh, well, I'm playing Civ. <laughs> right, still. Yeah, I like Civ. I'm playing yeah. the 2014 edition where you can play as Putin. And, uh, <laughs> there you go. And the, or Stephen Harper. I played as Stephen Harper. His uh, special power is Northern Hospitality. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> 
Which he had none of. I wonder if it's ironic. Yeah. But your special unit is a Mountie, and they can quell a population really well. Like, they get, like, plus two to... They uh, wow everyone, and they just come in, and they're like, they Wow, the Mounties are here! Look at yeah. those fine jackets. Yeah. So scarlet. Those beautiful red jackets and those feral hats! You're busted down those Hells Angels. Or that's, just, that's it, though? Just Civ? You haven't played anything else? I played... Uh, I want to play The Witness, because everyone at work's playing it. Yeah, it looks amazing. I, I I find Jonathan Blow a huge blowhard, but uh, okay. the guy who made, made Braid. He made Braid before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard him speak? No, no. He, he's just like every time he speaks, he chokes on his own wiener. I try, I try not to. He's slightly uh, autistic. I I try not to listen to too many video game developers speak because I find he's that so most of them I'm like I'm like oh no. It's like when you're uh, you know like. You can compare them to like graphic designers or print designers, especially that right. think that they're like changing the world and you know making the world a better place. Yeah. Like when they really speak about design, they think it's like the best thing in the world, mm. and uh, everything they do is really, really important. And then if you why think, is, why if, is that? If Whenever they ever anybody talks step, about design, they get very serious and they start to like put their finger on their chin like Steve Jobs, and they talk yeah. about it's very nicely designed. Yeah. And I'm going to speak in a measured way about the nice design. So they can't just go like, yeah, we we did some cool type, a lot of sans serif things. I, I like, minimalist. I like uh, Sean Murray from Hello Games. Mm -hmm. He's the one working on No Man's Sky. Yeah. Whenever he talks about it, he's working on this like impressively gigantic project, a quintillion planets in the game. I had an interview in No Man's Sky. It was sad. I came in and they're like, so what else do you have? And I'm like, oh, that's all I have. <laughs> they're like, well, um, we're making procedural art, so we don't really need you. Oh. You had an interview with them? You, huh? you had an interview with them? With yeah, the yeah, yeah. No Man's Sky, really? Yeah, they were in London. Oh, that's amazing. Hello Games. There's Hello a lot games. of like, places in London that are really small and they don't need yeah. anyone, but they like talking to what, people. What do you think about No Man's Sky? It's just bored. It looks shiny. Uh, I don't know. It might have a spore thing where you, it looks really great in all the previews and then you're yeah. like, oh. You start playing it and you realize the game loop's not that great. Yeah. So I, I, I've never, I haven't actually seen a person doing a playthrough, right? I've seen right. lots of trailers. Right. It looks incredible. Like there are... Like, the procedural art is fucking great. Yeah, the way that they've done it and put, like, animals together and stuff is, like, yeah, very yeah. nice. But, looking. again, I want to see... Because, like, games don't... Like, art doesn't matter in games, right? Yeah. Like, and the animals they've, have to hump. They've That's they've shown some uh, some of the gameplay game. elements and how they've they've included, like, an entire AI of the, the universe where there's traitors kind of bustling around. Like, he kind of proposed it where... It's it's got an Eve li Eve Online aspect to it where if you wanted to never land on a planet and if you wanted to just go around and buy and sell different this resources, this is all Elite, right? Remember Elite? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or a Mech Warrior, like one of those things when you go to a planet and then you like fight somebody or you yeah, buy so something. Yeah, so you can be an explorer where your whole thing is you want to go e and name everything Wiener Wiener Dog or just well, Wiener Ban. What's important <laughs> about a game like this is they really have to test the shit out of it because. You know, a lot of things look nice, but yeah. who cares? I think that's why it got pushed. Like, it looked like it was going to come out at Christmas time because they had a really unprecedented uh, interview with Stephen Colbert where he they brought him oh, on yeah, this yeah, new yeah, show. And he was like, this game's amazing and everyone should get it. When's it coming out? I assume soon since you're on my show. And he kind of clammed up a bit. It went, ah, it's still a secret. And then after Christmas, they're like, it's not coming till June. So they've announced Maybe. it's supposed to be coming out on my birthday, which is fucking a it's sign. It's not going to. It's anyway. not going to probably. But. Uh, those games are like it's like they usually take three, four years. Honestly, yeah. like he, uh, oh, he, they've been at it since oh, 2012. It's been in development cycle since 2012. Four years. It should come out. Yeah, soon. it should come out pretty soon. 
I mean, the, the Last Guardian... Because if it doesn't, that's it. It's gone. Yeah, The Last no Guardian's cares. coming out now, and it's been, like, six or seven years since fucking Shadow of the Colossus or more since they announced that. Continuous development? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's you been... know what happens, right? They make the art, yeah. then they make the game, then they realize the game's not good enough, and then they make the game again, but the, by then the art gets old, so they make the art again. Then they fire everyone because everyone's out of money. They get new investors. They make the game again. And by at that point, somebody else made a game that's like that except better. So they just give up. Or they release whatever they have. In, in this case, they had they have like a the very... Duke Nukem scenario. A, a picky person who... Like they developed a game. It was going to come out for PS3. And then they knew that PS4 was coming down the pike probably earlier than other people did. Because oh, yeah, there are Sony... There are Sony... You know what we can do with that PS4? We can add feathers to this shit. Yeah, we can Let's make that shit that. real. And so they... I guarantee it was all like, well, we better just scrap what we have for PS3 and just work that for PS4. The, mm. Like all of them. This is just like... So bad. Like, just release what you have. Don't don't bother. It's kind of it's like a boy and his dog scenario. Uh, yeah. But it's like a giant chimera, chimera animal dog. where yeah, and boy it's and his blob. And it's it's kind of it, they've mixed the uh, the principles of the past two games where Shadow of the Colossus was all about you fighting these gigantic creatures, and ICO was all about you uh, dragging this girl around and being her protector. Ico or ICO, I don't know. Uh, Ico and dragging this girl around and being her protectorate, and now you're dragging this giant thing around and sort of like being its guide and protectorate while it sort of it's a protects you too. Yeah, the Tamagotchi that also helps fight things for you since you're a little boy. I Tag team. I, the, uh, Shadow of the Colossus was good for the first two giants, and then it became boring. And then oh, I, Ico I, was I disagree, but. so boring. Uh, I didn't I like know. Ico, but Ico was just like eh, I, I think Sh- Shadow of the Colossus for what it is. One of the most like cinematically pleasing games, like Beautiful. riding around in its vast and I've never, deserts. It, it was an interesting way of handling a puzzle game. Yeah. That's, at its heart, it was kind of a puzzle game. It was a, it was a good good fighting scenario. Okay, and they could have easily like I really like the idea that this vast world it feels so extra specially empty because it could have easily been populated with just bullshit easy enemies. That's a graphic for you to decision. swipe through. <laughs> But instead, it's like just this amazing. You're like you fight this huge creature, and then you have 15 minutes to sort of dwell on it as you ride to the next one, being like, "Fuck, that took forever." You yeah. have a breather, and you there's nice music, there's a horse ride, and then you get to the next one. And you're like, "Oh god damn it! How the fuck do I kill this thing in the air?" And, and there's a lament too, because it seemed to insinuate that each of the giants that you were killing was kind of killing the planet. Well, and it's the ending of the game, this weird kind of abstract storyline they established that reveals that you are letting out like an evil god. Like there's an awful homicidal god that's been locked away and shattered into all these different colossus. And by going out and killing them, you let him out of the fucking pool and back into the earth and he's just been manipulating you. And you get more craggy and evil as the game goes on, as you absorb more of this sky into you. Until by the end, you have big horns and you're, you become... Oh, did they do a Sauron shot at the end where you, like, the Dark you, Lord is reborn? For the last minute of the game, you become a giant fucking dinosaur shadow creature and you just stomp the shit out of a bunch of soldiers that are trying to kill you. And then uh, some dude says a prayer and casts you that's back my, into the uh, that's water. That's my Oculus idea. I want to make uh, people stomp her. <laughs> when you when, when you just wear, a, wear an Oculus, you look down, you see two big feet, and then there's little people running around. And just, oh, get dude, get on that. That's points. a brilliant game. That's a brilliant idea. I want to. I I I I, I want to start pitching Oculus games now that like do I'm it. Missed out on Don't pitch. Do it. 160k of my uh, OMDC money. 
So uh, there has to be canned. Uh, no, no, crowd, I can do it. Crowd I can. generators. No, no, that... no I, can, I can probably do it, but uh, yeah, I need to quit my job. I like <laughs> I can't do shit when I'm working at that fucking venue. That's what uh, Unreal. Un, uh, Unity probably has this too, since you're talking about Unity. But Unreal has. Uh, native Oculus support. Yeah, they all have it. Yeah, yeah. So I think like that'd be a. It'd actually be a good Grand Theft Auto mod. Yeah. Because they've already got this, the cities built and all of the little characters. Oh, I want a city. I wanted. I want it to be in a forest. I wanted to have like little Smurfs. Well, regardless of how you do it, yeah. there is a. It'd be a good mod because there's already existing worlds. There really needs stomp. There really needs to be <laughs> like a good like Kajira game where you just are a gigantic like go Godzilla creature and fighting another one but that just looks great and has that like really nice I'm cinematic just, I, appeal. I'm just more thinking about what Oculus is good at, right? Yeah. It's, it's good at first person stuff and the, yeah. the, all the games that they're adapting like have you ever played those phone things that you put on the... Mm, I have never tried one but I've they seen... They have side scrollers in them. You're looking in there and there's a fucking side scroller. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. That is the dumbest idea ever. It's no, like, it has to be a first person experience. It has to be Otherwise something makes... that you're looking through somebody's eyes like you're playing as a dog and you're running around and... Like, yeah. I had this other idea when you play as a dog, yeah. but you don't really have, uh, a, like, a sense of vision. Like, it's, you just see in black and white, but you have a really good sense of smell. Right. So all you see is dog butts around you, just <laughs> floating around, and you have to, like, navigate. You're like, oh, I'm going to find that dog. And you get points by, like, navigating around the butts. So we should we should get into this. Here's something we were talking about yesterday, because we had, like, oh, a VR. VR. We had a VR episode. Yeah. We were talking about VR. Uh, kind of weird, archaic ideas that seem like silly and gimmicky at the time that makes so much more sense now that vr is a thing like smell-o-vision like having a little thing that goes in your nose so when you like you know you could be in a dank basement oh, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. smells like shit and then you come outside and it hits you with a fresh hit of oxygen you're like that sounds, oh that's... that sounds great but i don't want smell-o-vision <laughs> i gotta say or or you know <laughs> just like you have like two 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 handles, that especially for the dog like butt so. video yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. one smell vision for the dog butt game. I, I truly, I truly think that the next version of the arcade are going to be these sort of collaborative VR experiences. Fucking where, holodeck. Yeah, holodeck. Well, they'll they'll feed wind into it and like they'll make it hotter or colder. It'll be, actually be like environmental changes. I don't, I don't think you need that. I think all you need is a proper like running thingy underneath you yeah. and just an Oculus. It, they and did. That's, that's all. You don't need anything else. You just put like a tokens in and then you play. Yeah. There's this one called nice the... a sword. That'd be cool. Party. Yeah. They, they, there's one called The Void, which has been yeah, set up. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah where the, they, the like a first-person shooter. Yeah, it's similar to that, where it's like a, a bunch of just like flat geometric I've, rooms. I've seen, I've seen the YouTube promotion. And yeah, you, you run around as like a first-person shooter, and it d displays stuff, but it, you still have the geometry of the room. So if you hit a wall, you feel the wall. Yeah. I think that kind of thing of like mixing these rooms together with virtual reality to make these spaces. It, it's cheap, right? Just making white shaped rooms yeah, and putting up panels it's like and then just having a well, vr the panels helmet. are in you right it's uh, well, no, no, they, they in, build in, the in, room in and then you, you can reconfigure it for like a yeah. hundred different programs i'm excited about um having little roomba type robots that have the cameras mounted to it for experiences where you want to go to uh christmas with your family but you're a thousand miles away and you can well, just like set know. up the roomba camera and have like the vr experience remember that other show i pitched or you can go to a party and we know that like the drone moving around is actually Ilya, and you'd be like, "Hey, Ilya!" Do you remember that other? Do you remember that other show I pitched about the Ch Chinese tycoon that rented the, like, yes, a, that like a college student? Great. Yes, that he just wore like a I'm gonna like a glasses, that. and he just wanted to experience American life through him. <laughs> he hires he hires uh, poor um, workers to 
keep going. Like if you if you were like if you were like super unemployed, he would just hire you to wear a thing, and he would just navigate you from his Chinese castle. Yeah. Right. So he'd be like, yeah, Brennan, go talk to that homeless person. Now uh, he wants experiences. Yeah, he wants he, you to go to the massage parlor and stuff like that's, that. That's that's a fucking awesome idea. Yeah. So I the, think that is like well, that actually could be a thing too, where celebrities could almost um, take advantage of that by. They get paid to wear GoPros, and people pay a subscription fee to be like, oh, a day in the life of who gives a shit? Some Kardashian. introduce you to the world of mukbangs. What the fuck's that? Sorry. <laughs> uh, I think they're called BJs. It's, um, I think I told Jesse about this. It's uh, Korean girls who eat. They eat. That's, they eat that's all their camera. job is. Oh, that's all they do. They, they eat, and people give them, like, roses for money. It's it, it, it's like it's, it's like porn, but for just like people eating. So you have an ex, an experience of like this this little like 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 this like nineteen year old girl, and she just eats everything, and she has like fifteen dishes in front of her, and it's like a Twitch channel. She it's takes in the real pork, time. Takes the pork out of the ramen and puts yeah. it on her tongue, and she just. Mm. And mm. it's it's hugely popular. There's like a million of those channels, and people pay them money to watch them eat and eat with them. That's like a thing. Huh. So, so, so that's, <laughs> okay. that's, that's where shit's going. And so I, I gotta wonder, couldn't you do versions where you watch people get massaged? Yeah, you just don't make people. them wear shit. Like, honestly, just, mm -hmm. it'd be nice if you had like a, like a, like a Netflix subscription to mm -hmm. people's experiences. Right. Where you just like, oh, well, there's a massage. Oh, there's a person eating. There's a person petting a dog. There's a person being a dog. And you just select the channel and Turn it like goes feet. right into your face. Yeah. And I can imagine somebody at the NSA arguing, why are people so upset about us looking at all of their photos and things when they're voluntarily putting all this information oh, that's, on the that's That was like... The difference is the agency. <laughs> when we were talking about surveillance camera man yesterday and scopophobia, how about like when it's a security camera or it's a camera for something, like they have an explanation for why they're on film, it's no problem. Like I'll be on camera. But if a guy just has you on camera... And doesn't explain it to you right away. They're like they prone to violence, or they accuse them of being a pervert. It's like this weird context where, like, so long as there's some sort of like prize or like some fame behind it, people love being on camera. But if it's just some guy, or you're just on camera against your will, it's the worst possible thing that could happen to you. And valid of you validates you getting angry to the point of like beating the shit out of somebody. Cause like uh, somebody's taking a picture of a chimp and uh, they don't want that. Yeah. But I understand that. It, it, you, they remove the agency. Yeah. If, you, if agency's removed from you, then you're not living your life. You're just yeah. like somebody else's, you know, yeah. animal. It was, it's, it's, there's, it's a YouTube channel where a guy just like films yeah, people and he just like walks up and just starts He's filming like, them. Do you even lift, bro? And then they attack him. <laughs> Doesn't say anything. Usually, he just, I'm just filming. And it's like people who typically who are coming out of grocery stores who have definitely been on 30 cameras in the past hour. Don't steal <laughs> my soul without my permission. Fuck yeah. you. As long as there's a trade value. As long you as just got to tell something. them that it's for something really, really awesome. It's for like a beer commercial or you're going to be on the Kardashians. They might not want that either, though. Like, yes, really? I'm going to use you to advertise have you ever Viagra. Seen the Kardashians? I've never seen it. I've only I've heard about it. it. I try and distance myself I've... from that so far. I've been pretty successful. I don't really know what... I'm a little bit curious because, you know, trying to distance myself from something I don't know is a little bit pointless. I Like, I wish I knew what it was now. You're the cultural net. I've, I, I, know what the, I know what she looks like. Don't you? 
I rely on you to to, oh. to harvest, skim the ocean, and tell me what uh, what the one line synopsis of all this stuff is. Well, yeah. I, I don't know anything about the Kardashians though. I know they're very Ooh. Armenian. That's should all we, I know. Should we watch a best of reel and figure out? <laughs> no, I quit. <laughs> That's it. That's what this is now. This, we're just watching the Kardashians and reporting about. <laughs> Our experiences. Let me review episode three of uh, Living at Large with the Kardashians or whatever it's called. Stupid douchebag rich people. Are they still running that blog where they criticize the fashion from Star Trek The Next Generation? Oh, that was really good. <laughs> what was it? Fashion It So? Yeah. Fashion It So. Oh, uh, I just want them to bring that show back so badly. Uh, it's not going to be good anyway. They hired uh, another guy to do it now. That he directed a couple of episodes of Deep Space Nine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what's the story of the new uh, Star Trek? It's coming back the TV like, this show fall. Or the... The yeah. TV show, yeah. They're bringing it on CBS. Yeah, they hired this dude. I think I think Brad Wall is a premiere of Saskatchewan, but his name's kind of similar. Uh, anyway, and he's like, he was a writer in... Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Right. So it's not the worst thing ever. He also was... Uh, oh, he was a showrunner of Hannibal. Uh, okay, interesting. But also some other shitty things. So it could be like, like good they... or bad. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't really trust them. But at the same time, it's time for a new... Star Trek show regardless yes. so even if it's shit at least people will know not to and ever bother anymore the only two things like first of all they just need to make it so it's in the future yeah you can't go back don't go no, back no more simpler technology oh. enterprise no bullshit go forward fucking, go forward oh. secondly it's all set out and laid out for them fucking Michael Dorn did the legwork and he went around and asked all of his ex-co-stars and went hey Patrick Stewart Jonathan Frakes like, do you guys want to be on a new show called Star Captain Trek Wharf. Captain Warf? He called it <laughs> Captain Warf. And, and they went, yes. Sure. Sure. And I'm not doing anything, Warf. And they're not doing that, though. I mean, no. Patrick Stewart has blunt talk and, like, that dude's that dude's. Patrick busy. Stewart loves fucking Star Trek. He's the opposite of Shatner. Shatner is really insecure. But now Shat uh, Shatner wants to come back. He wants well, to embrace yeah, his nah, Star Trek. I was talking more about Jonathan yeah. Frakes oh, and Jonathan Brett Frakes. Sprinter. They all love Star the Trek. That's the yeah. only good thing Deanna they've ever Troy. done. The dancer, the who's the crusher chick? Wasn't she the her name is Gates McFadden? Gates, Gates McFadden. McFadden. Isn't she yeah. a choreographer? Yeah, she's she a dancer, choreographer yeah. oh, for man, she was Labyrinth. Amazing. She was the best. Yeah, she's the best. I like the uh, best romantic interest for Captain Marina Citrie, uh, the girl who played Deanna Troy. Uh, yeah, yeah she was supposed to be the sexy one, but it was nope. all Gates McFadden. Oh, and her in the first, her in the first like couple seasons, there it's so harsh. Her like aesthetic is really like just fucking crazy silver paint on her face Nazi just boots. like not like she just looks crazy and then they only really kind of pinned her character down by like the last couple seasons where she puts on a fucking starfleet uniform and she starts acting like a member of the crew it's cause when, uh. it's when Riker mellowed her down <laughs> chilled her out but <laughs> Cr crusher was always tamed. crusher was always my favorite I, I am a sucker for redheads so i couldn't help it um she had a whole episode just for her on a Scottish planet. Oh man, that that is a great thing. Where like she's getting fucked and by a ghost, by like a digi ghost. It's great. It's unbelievable. She gets fucked by like digital alien ghost in a lantern that just like fucked the on shit a out of her. Planet? Yeah, that yeah. like that used to fuck her grandma, and she like pick, she inherits the lantern, and then the guy shows up and it's like I'm gonna fuck you now, and like Whoa. starts giving it to Crusher, starts giving her the Crusher, Crusher and the Crusher. 
Uh, and there's no Wesley in that episode at all. Oh, no. <laughs> Wesley's, Wesley Wesley's long gone by that point. Yeah. He's on the runabout. He disappeared. Uh, th- think, I mean, he, that was a character where when they got rid of him, they were really good at not bringing him back Do you remember when they replaced often. Dr. Crusher with Dr. Pulaski? And it was the worst? Yeah. She, Crusher had a baby. Yeah. She couldn't film. Yeah. She didn't, and then they, wouldn't, they didn't want to have to write like, in. They made her wear like one of those special gowns or something. No, they, they didn't want to have to write into the show that she got pregnant, so she took a leave of absence. And Pulaski was the worst possible addition to that show. She was so bad. She was the worst. Her Between they, her they, and Tasha Yar. Her character was an asshole. And in real life, she wasn't like... She wasn't good. She was she the old chemistry. lady with the curly hair? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Terrible. Like girl secondary. On, on Enterprise. It's like when Weird. Aunt Viv got replaced on Fresh Prince, and you're like, who yeah. is this new fucking Aunt Viv? She sucks. <laughs> you're not my aunt. You're yeah. not my auntie. Aunt Viv, you look different. Uh, <laughs> but they were, like, for some characters that they got rid of in The Next Generation. Oh, Tasha Yar was a good get riddance. But the thing is... They were good at keeping some characters away. Like, they got rid of Pulaski, and she never came back. Yep. And they got rid of Wesley, and he came back, like, twice. But they killed off Tasha Yar because she tested so low. She was a terrible fucking character. Nobody liked her. And they brought her back more than any other actor in Star Trek And history. she was great, and every time she came back, she was great. I don't know that that's true. I hated her. I always, what, like... What, Romulan shit? Uh, that was great. I could smell her episodes coming she's a mile like away. Where I was like, oh, she's fucking coming. I, can, I knew it. Denise Crosby is the biggest fucking hack in that cast. Oh, yeah, she was terrible. I but, didn't but, follow it as close but, as you guys, but the thing that I always associated with, whenever they wanted to reminisce... Tasha was always part of yep. the reminiscing. That was when Data the, had was like the, this hologram that he was looking at. She was at the long symbol and long. of the fact that the show had a past. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, um, they find her sister, who's played by Denise Crosby. Mm-hmm. There's a Romulan clone of her that's played by Denise Crosby that comes up in like three or four she different goes episodes. Back in time, it's called like Past Enterprise. I think Yesterday's that's Enterprise. Yesterday's Enterprise. That's one of the best episodes of like the whole series. When, Where uh, Guinan realizes that she's out of time and she's like, you're not supposed to be here, Tasha. You're supposed yeah. to be dead. <gasps> and she goes and she bees dead. Guinan She bees her. dead and she creates an alternate timeline in which a Romulan has, has her daughter. Yeah. She goes back in time, bangs a Romulan, and, and her future daughter is an evil like asshole. That I think Ilya and I could have a podcast that's it. just about the next generation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jessica's also a big fan, and so is Chabot, so we should definitely I actually, do I wanted panel. to have a Deep Space Nine blog where I review every episode. <laughs> can, can we just have <laughs> a talk like and drawing? Let's have it? a talk and Trek uh, podcast. Tra- track talk? Tra- that, tra- track that's talk really where what we the get... reboot should be, is just Trekkies explaining how oh all of the previous episodes were awesome and yeah. doing their, their little synopsis. What's your favorite episode, Ilya? Uh... Well, the boring one's the inner light, but I don't like it as much as I, that's a does. fucking that's a masterpiece. That episode's it's a fucking really, masterpiece. Really good. However, that's when um, that's when Captain Picard has an entire life in a second. He like gets trapped in a like this probe that like comes from like a dying alien world that carries their whole civilization. Mm-hmm. Like it like shines this like lantern into Captain Picard's face and he experienced what it's like like to live as an alien from birth to death. Oh, but he experiences it in real time. And he plays like a time. flute and stuff, and he experiences it in real time. Is he humanoid, or do they paint yeah. him? No, he just no. looks like a dude. Oh, okay. And and so he he gets put on he like a like planet, a family, where he's he's kind of uh, at the beginning of their big disaster that's going to kind of wipe them out. Yeah, is when uh, he first comes in, and so he experiences 
80 years, an entire life in real time in which he forgets and, that he's Picard. But he's a scientist that builds that probe. That builds the probe. And yeah. then at the end, it's revealed to him. So he wakes up. And so then now Picard has But he has a memory of 80 years of, of an alien life. So he's gained all new experiences. He knows now how to play the flute. Like, it's given him ah, all these new things. So he, so Yeah, so he's like a fucking 180-year-old man, basically. <laughs> like, oh, rad. Yeah. Yeah. Like that other great. Deep Space Nine character with the leech thing in her belly. That the trill. Him, yeah. Ca uh, yeah. Dax. Oh, so what's your favorite? That that's your no, no, that's not favorite. my favorite. That's a boring favorite. I really like um, I like the Klingon episodes. Oh, I like those... when uh, Picard goes back to Klingon homeworld. And and he's then, arbitrating uh, the yeah, right of succession he's, he's and stuff Chadich. like that. Yeah, Chadich. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then uh, everybody turns their back to Worf because he's uh, banished. Yeah, and then he comes back good. later, and they're like, they're like Picard, we need you to act as arbitrator of succession because he's the only one they can trust. Yeah, because he's uh, like non-biased. Because the Chancellor gets poisoned, and then they have a civil war. Gowron and Duras, fucking <laughs> yeah. Worf gets to kill Duras. That, That's a great that episode. That plotline continues through like three series. Oh, and it's great. That's Clinton that's what makes Worf is great. Like the best. Worf seems like the most cheeseball character, but when you start getting into why Klingon culture is great, you're like, this is fucking, they're like just crazy Vikings who are like kind of honorable, but also a big part of their honorable life includes not being honorable at all <laughs> and just slaying each other at all times. It's fucking they're a weird paradoxical which is a, warrior which society. Which is a really, they kind of did a good job on them. They did yes. a bad job with almost everyone else. Yeah. Like the Ferengis are like kind of a terrible idea. <laughs> They made them like oh, evil capitalist pigs, but they also like make women not wear clothes. That was like a big thing. <laughs> it's basically and then they had the whole emancipation movement where Quark's mom is like the the head the head the leader of like wearing clothes for the, women. The and, Ferengi are and basically in like the stock market. She take like she she takes control of like the stock market. But it's all bullshit. The, anyway. the, the Ferengi are basically like the space UAE. They're yeah, like yeah, space they're, Saudis. They're, they're, they're kind of like <laughs> evil space Jews. <laughs> That's sort of what they're supposed to well, be. Well, people and thought Gene Roddenberry was And they're was only asymmetric. played by Jews. Right, There's right. Armin Shimmerman and his, like, brother Rom, or whoever it is. They, they're actually, like, you know, tiny, like, Woody Allen-like men yeah. in, like, makeup. <laughs> with exaggerated uh, features. Yeah, Even with bigger exaggerated noses features. And bigger ears. And they're, 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 they're the protocols of the elders of Zion and space. Jesse, do, yeah. you, have a, do you have a favorite <laughs> TNG episode that you can remember? You yeah. know, uh, I liked the finale. I liked the it. finale how they tied it all together, and that was he ended up great. being in the courtroom of Q the yeah. entire series. Well, the whole series is about how and the trial never ends. The multiple story threads where he was in the vineyard and stuff. That yeah. was that was my favorite. Yeah, they um, had a great ending. Oh, and I also dug the. I forget what the context was, but. The episode where they find Data's head, like severed oh, in that cave. Time's Arrow, two-parter with Mark Twain. That's a it's little bit cheesy, but it was still fun. Yeah, yeah. I like the time travel aspect of that. Uh, be best episode for me. Well, then we'll get off TNG. Uh, there's an episode, and it's one of those characters people don't really like. It's the guy from the A Team. Uh, Lieutenant uh, Barkley, yeah, the Lieutenant Barkley, Howlin' Mad Murdoch from uh, the A Team, <laughs> and his character is like that shy, sheepish, like kind of piece of shit that everyone's always raining so down he on. He turns into a spider. No, that oh, one's no, funny. No, 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 but... that's when when he turns into a brain creature, right? He, that like, one. He he gets zapped by a probe, yeah, and yeah. he gets given the highest IQ of all humanity, and so suddenly he starts like becoming obsessed with this knowledge he's got, and he jacks himself into the computer, and he builds this giant 
orifice that he can just like live inside the computer in and control it. And then he starts to warp space and he brings them to the center of the galaxy. And when they get there, there's just this race of people and they're like, oh, we're, we're like you. We're explorers, except we never leave home. We mm. send probes out and we ro- re- reprogram compatible species to just come here and nice. teach us about them. Nice. It's a, such a beautiful, like, it's a, the, one of the, the best, like, science episodes. And I like I, the really, like, I dig, big uh, idea ones. I also dug, when I was a kid, the idea of the Borg. I thought the Borg were legitimately scary for that a was, television that was good. show. That was really scary, actually, that, that, that two-parter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They and fucking ruined Locutus. that with uh, Voyager. Everything oh, yeah, they did Voyager. with the Borg and Voyager, they fucking ruined it. Mm-hmm. Any cool thing that they could have had with that storyline is fucking as trash. As soon as they had a Voyager, uh, like a like a Borg with gigantic breasts, you knew that <laughs> seven of nine and her yeah. heaving fucking tits. But yeah, there was there was something uh, genuinely intimidating about the idea that there's these massive cube ships and everyone in the the Starfleet is like. The only thing we can do is avoid Doctor them, Doctor Who they had, will destroy uh, us all and had a similar thing. They had Cybermen, mm-hmm. where they're just like evil robots that just like. But um, the thing with Doctor Who, Doctor Who is a little bit more menacing, right? Because it's so low budget. Mm-hmm. So for the menace, they just gave those robots saws, and then they show them <laughs> sawing off the like the halves of heads of people and just putting fucking. Are they gears similar in there. to Daleks? No, no, no. There's a, there's a, there's different. Um, there's different enemies in the Doctor Who universe. There's yeah. like the Weeping Angels, Cybermen, and Daleks. I think those are the main three. Yeah. There's also like lizard people and stuff, but the, you know. Um, Doctor Who has like its own lore and it's all very... Um, it's written really well, but it's also very cheesy. Like, like the Weeping Angels are things that you can... Uh, like they're always behind you, but when you look back, they're not there anymore. They disappear. Yeah. But if you like... If you like close your eyes, they get closer and closer, and eventually they fuck you up. Oh, cool! Right, so it's like a. a it's kind of like it follows. Doctor, do, do, they can't yeah. catch up to you. Doctor Who has like this real menace that a lot of like other sci-fi shows don't have. Mm-hmm. Like it feels really like viscerally, like shit's gonna happen. It's right. gonna be bad. Like when you're watching a Star Trek episode, you're like, well, everything's gonna, gonna be okay. Yeah. It's gonna be okay. Nobody's gonna die. When you're watching Doctor Who, you're like, oh shit. That actually, so Deep Space Nine was the best at subverting that fault in Star Trek where you have this like ominous feeling that everything's going to be okay in every Star especially the original. If you watch that 60s Star Trek, you're like, Captain Kirk and his pussy wagon are going to be A-OK, <laughs> yeah, like no matter what. I, I, don't, I, don't, cons- I don't consider <laughs> the original series. And you're like a pussy wagon. But by the time Deep Space Nine came around, they were like, there were moments in that show where it ends on this real bleak note and you're like, Oh, you know what? Maybe not everything's gonna be fine. Oh yeah, yeah. They had the space CIA that was like fucking things up and like yeah, it was like a real like oh shit. My problem with that was it was kind of it kind of took away the Gene Roddenberry utopia in space thing. Yeah, I didn't. I like I liked a lot of the episodes because they started making them about characters. Yeah, and but I think they something went away from the show. Like the science fiction went away. Yeah, and then it like it culminated in Voyager that wasn't anything. Which and like, and the problem the biggest thing I have with Star Trek is that Voyager had the potential to be the best show because it has the best uh, basic idea where it's humans get thrown a million miles away from home and, and it's yet? like they, they have no idea how to get home or where they are and so they just set for the nearest star and they head which would allow them to just have all these like really cool unexplained things happen to them. It's adventure time. It's, it's adventure amazing, time. But yeah. like no, that's not what no, happened. No, they decided to they decided to somehow shoehorn in like familiar elements where they're like 
they meet the Ferengi in one episode where there's two Ferengi hanging out in the Delta Quadrant and they're just like, why did you have to do that? I don't know. You're 70 million fucking... I think 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 they just had weaker actors and weaker writers. Oh, terrible casting. I also feel like the the premise demanded that they handle it more like a Robinson Crusoe type of deal where most of the scenarios are kind of desperation. Like, what do we do to survive? The best episodes had that. There's a year, there's one called Year of Hell. Oh, yeah. And that episode... When they live in like in a a holodeck environment where they're hunted by lizard people. There's that one. There's another one that has, um, what's his face? The guy who plays Red Foreman uh, and he's also in Robocop. He plays Clarence Vodiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's Kurtwood Smith, isn't it? I don't know. I think it's Kurtwood Smith. Uh, he he is uh, he's in one where he's this weird like dictator type captain that has a ship that can erase things from time, and he's wandering the galaxy erasing different species, trying to reset time so that his wife comes back to life. Mm. So they start fighting this guy who's they had a, they had some good episodes, some I good episodes say, yeah. that actually but, were like but these are just there cool were like ideas. eight seasons of that shit, and honestly, for the first two seasons, it was awful. I liked like the, the theme song. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say that. It's much. all the same theme song, though. And they had they, all of Star Trek have the same. Theme no, song. I feel like Voyager is is catchy. It was like yeah. It was, no, that's Deep Space Nine. Oh yeah, it was, they're all. You're right, they're all the same. <laughs> they're all the same fucking song. <laughs> you were right. Your, yours was more. Um, I don't know if you've already been turned on to it, but Ilya gave me an audiobook called "The Three Body Problem." That um, you should totally check out. Won the Hugo Award in 2015. What's that? It is excellent. It's excellent. Is it? A, it's a, a sci-fi novel. It's a sci-fi novel. It it's very mathy. Yeah. There's a lot of math scenarios. <laughs> you have to know math. Oh, you should it. summarize it. I'm curious what other people think of it because I just found it. I it don't know. Is uh, it spans um, between um, a future scenario and the Chinese Cultural Revolution, and the basic format. Uh, the basic premise is the Chinese make contact with an alien world. Right. And the story is divided between Earth and what humans perceive to be the history of this alien world, which is called Trisolaris. And right. it's in, is it Alpha Centauri? It's something around that. Yeah. Um, and the premise is that like it's a habitable planet that is orbiting three stars. And so because of that, their seasons are completely unpredictable. Right. Sometimes you'll have a summer that goes for two months. Sometimes it'll be winter for 10,000 years. Right. Right. Because the Earth is being thrown around between the different stars. And the big thing is that their planet is going to be destroyed eventually. Eventually. And the the funny thing about the scenario is through the virtual uh, reality, humans are being able to experience time from the dawn of like early thought to uh, modern spacefaring um, on trisolaris yeah and they get their placeholder alien versions of copernicus and galileo and einstein um as they try to all in vain figure out how to predict what the seasons are going to be based on you know existing weirdly has elements of uh the plot of assassin's creed Mm. (laughs) the assassin's creed games are about weird like living the past living all past and like learning all the knowledge of the past by going back and experiencing it first person and like living through the eyes of also keanu reeves in the matrix and the matrix (laughs) and then the other aspect of it but the big thing i think um the big thing is uh there's a certain sense of fatalism that goes for like the whole novel because the person who is um 
it's told through who's the main protagonist is this woman who's like whose father was killed in the cultural revolution and she's going through life trying not to fuck with the communist party and not to get completely like you know put in jail or shot and she's going through like the 60s but she's an astrophysicist right she has absolutely no faith in humanity because she has like ptsd from all that shit yeah. and um I don't know. Like, uh, should we just tell the plot? We can tell the whole story. Oh, I might yeah. read this, so don't spoil the whole thing for me. I'm kind it of interested. Do, I, do you care about spoilers? It doesn't matter. Uh, if I, when I, for a book, I actually kind of do. Because if I'm going to put it in the... No, no, there's no, not, no, a, lot book, book. There's not a lot of surprises. All right. <laughs> all right, all right. There's not a lot of surprises. It's just a lot of interesting kind of... It's well written. I don't know. Uh, I, I kept uh, harping on Jesse to listen to Childhood's End, but instead you'd you listen to this new thing, mm -hmm. which is, uh, it has a similar, the, the, this guy is clearly like a, like a follower of Arthur C. Clarke, which right. is, and he said as much, like, uh, you should listen to Childhood's End, it's it a proper depressing and it, and, novel. And it's not um, completely dreary, they have like a hard-boiled detective character who yeah. comes in for comic relief every few chapters. Um, and it ends up being like quite a nice summary of of uh, astrophysics, math, yeah. and um, bleeding edge ideas. Like they get into this idea of unwrapping a proton and taking it from eleven dimensions down to two, and how like it becomes infinitely larger and all that. It, yeah. it's, it's weird concepts that you'd only hear like in a Neil deGrasse Tyson kind of forum, right? But in a story. So. Interesting. Well, I think I might check it out. It's a neat one. I think I might check that out. The Three Body Problem. That's the what I want to do. Reviewing sci-fi books. That would be a good podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, I wonder if how many of those exist. With talking fat, track. Fat nerds just, like, eating, like, big chicken track. out of a can. We're going like, to have track talk. <laughs> and sci-fi corner with Ilya. Maybe chess. <laughs> I could talk about chess. Chess. <laughs> the game of chess. Uh, did anyone see the interview with that Martin Shkreli dude? With yep. that vice did, where he just forces that girl into a game of chess. He's a beautiful man. What a fucking weirdo. I saw him uh, testifying in front of Congress. Yeah. That, yeah. that was an interesting beat. He, he did like a, a vice interview, which he like, he brings the girl to his house and everything is just so awkwardly staged where he, there's like a chessboard set up. He's like, Why would don't you like we? to piss? Why don't we play some chess? She's like, I don't really play. And you can see him just be like, well, good. I'm going to fucking smash you. So he like, so he just starts playing. He lord, he lords. And then he Fire. keeps being like, it's your turn to move. Oh, you could go right there. Or I'll just like take your piece. Or do you classically play this strategy? She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, oh, it just looks like this like pretty average strategy that people play. That guy's going to kill himself. And He's then, got weird emotional problems. He comes riding in oh, on a hoverboard. Crazy. He comes from like just around the corner on a hoverboard with a bottle of champagne. And he starts bragging about the like price of the champagne yeah. before he gives it to her. The dude is just like a ticking time bomb. You're right. It's almost he's, like he's going to kill somebody. I have a question. Uh, and he had I, that... I don't know his background, Like, but how did he get so rich again? Did he inherit his money? I don't know what his his origins are, because like, like I know I know about the pharmaceutical industry because my dad works in it, right? Yeah, and it takes it takes a billion dollars to for a drug to go from testing to you know actual like shelves. Right, it's a billion dollars, right? Yeah, but there's a. Uh, you know, the only people who get rich are people who own the companies, mm -hmm. right? And it's uh, there's not a lot of those companies because they all have to conglomerate. It's kind of yeah. like a Monsanto scenario. Yeah. The reason that Monsanto or Pfizer is, like, or anything the, like the reason that, yeah. that Monsanto exists is because, like, and it's so big, is because regulation made it impossible for smaller companies to exist in the marketplace. Yeah. It's kind of it's like a chicken and an egg problem. They make uh, they make smaller companies not being able to afford development, mm. so they had to merge. And when they merge, they keep investing into lobbying money to keep uh, regulation down, but the regulation still goes up, and they have to merge again. And eventually, it's this giant, like, evil conglomerate that has no choice but to 
you know, a lot of lawyers. Yeah, yeah, just a lot of lawyers. Yeah, it'd be interesting so, to look so, up where he comes from. So the same thing with the pharmaceutical industry, right? Yeah. So where does he come from? Like he he should be like either like he's a son of an executive that's inherited something. Like is that what happens? I'm not sure. He's a young he's a young dude. He's, he's way too young to actually like be able to accomplish anything. He's clearly not a scientist. He's clearly and, not a marketing guy. And I think like so what the fuck is the he? weird thing is I think he's in cahoots. With the Wu Tang Clan, what? I, no, 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 no. He bought their album. I know, I know, no. But listen, so here's here's what's happened since then. So since he he bought their album, like he's a very unsuspecting person to buy that two million dollar album or whatever. So he buys the only copy of the Wu Tang album, and then he puts out the uh, so ghost- just a tiny background. Wu Tang Clan made an album that had only one copy, and they yeah. were selling it for two million dollars, and that guy bought it. Nice. Two million dollars. So Wu Tang made this album where it was like all the original members, and they're like, "This is going to be the most Wu Tang album we put out the since the most Wu Tang in so, the last ten years." So he uh, he buys it, and in the clause, they reveal Wu Tang reveals that in the contract, uh, there's a clause that says anyone from the the Wu Tang Clan or Bill Murray can try one time to steal it back to steal it back with some <laughs> sort of heist or caper since that's been revealed heist or caper heist or caper since that's been revealed ghostface said some like offhand comment about martin shkreli so shkreli put this video out in the midst of him being like under investigation for fucking price price hiking he gets a they put this video out where he's got goons hanging out with him. <laughs> and he's like, Ghostface, you're a fake-ass fucking dude, blah, 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 blah. Wrestling blah. style? Like, wrestling style. Oh. And then Ghostface released a video that's like, this fucking clown, blah, 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 look at this peewee <laughs> bitch. They are making a fucking movie. I guarantee you there is going to be a Wu-Tang, Bill Murray, like, Ocean's Eleven-style movie where they fucking go in and steal fucking the Wu-Tang album back from Martin Shkreli. And that's that's why he's playing himself up like a villain. In the finale of the movie, they do some sort of hardware hack from inside his evil lair, and they release all those AIDS drugs. And then he's like, damn Uh, you, Wu-Tang! I I legit... Massively viral everywhere, and they're like, Wu-Tang movie foils... I, I, I like Drug call me bizarre. crazy, but I legit think he's playing up this like super villain. Crazy. No, I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't understand. Like, why would you include the poll? Bill Murray and Wu Tang Clan can like try and steal with a caper, and why would either of them? Why would a multi million dollar pharmaceutical owner and this huge recording artist make? Beef videos about the sale of a two million dollar record. Also, it doesn't make explain so, anything that can be explained by stupidity. Yeah. There was this. They're there was this segment I was dumb. watching of him testifying in front of Congress. Yeah, which which follows in line with what you're talking about. Um, he's he's uh, mockingly like dismissing all of the criticisms that are being thrown his way. Yeah. people calling him a son of a bitch and stuff. I invoke my Fifth Amendment right mm-hmm. and respectfully decline and, and to answer your question. Over and over and over again. Yeah. And then that one dude starts laying some morality on him where he's just like, you are a very wealthy man and you could be doing great things for you humanity. You could be the greatest patient advocate in this country is what he and tells it him. Seems to be, it seems to be working on him. That, that oh, he, you can tell he's, he's like, like, oh God, this sounds like my dad. My he, well, he's trying not to too. listen. He's like looking away and being like, and the guy's like, you can look away if you want. And then he, like, makes eye contact again. But you can tell he, like, somewhere down in his gut. Kill him with kindness. I'm There's... a little bit weirded out by all these, co- like, I guess Congress wants TV time? Like, what are they doing again? They're trying to, like, shame him into Sensationalized what? politics. This That's is what is. Congress does. They call hearings. It's just, <laughs> I just find it silly. Because, well, yeah. why call him to a hearing? Like, what, what well, he's, the point uh, of that? 
price fixing. He price fixed. Like he raised the price of those generic drugs. But they all do that. This isn't special. Yeah, I think they're making an example of him because he did it for such like a crazy but thing, were, like an age drug. But if that drug was... He's, if it, okay. if so you got, you've got like the political, you've got the narrative of Bernie Sanders, which is like political revolution to kick out all of the corrupt bureaucrats, and he fits right in. Like he's such a good poster boy for runaway capitalism. Yeah, he ra- he raised the price of diaprin, which is a fucking AIDS drug. Like it's so crazy. No, to no, do I, I know like all that. that. Right? I'm just saying, I, I I don't know enough about this, but if the drug's generic, that means somebody else can manufacture it for the actual price. I don't like know if India. it's generic. He, he might but if it's not patent. generic, if he owns a patent, for no, it, which it's is a patent. It's a patented drug. He so he owns a patent for the AIDS drug? I guess so. His company did. His company owns a patent. And for I think the AIDS he's. Drug. I think he's. Company? I think he's since like bought out of that company because the way that they're talking to him in the this congressional yeah, he hearing, he got fired, right? He's like, he's From like, the, I, the I want you to persuade your previous company to lower the price of these drugs. And he's sitting there like smiling and laughing. I can't he's, do that. He, I can't do that. I don't work there anymore. <laughs> like, well, they're not going to listen to me. They're going to listen to the money. But also, that that also doesn't make any sense just you're at the congress you, you can pass a law yeah. oh that it, it, there's a cap yeah but then it well, would set no, a precedent no they like, should just hey, make fucking we... drugs free well that's what bernie sanders is gonna drugs. do make well, the drugs or, you free. know they can make they can you know subsidize it whatever not not a lot of people have aids surprisingly <laughs> i mean <laughs> bernie sanders resounding cry of like how can we call ourselves a great country and be the literal only? Is that your best country? Bernie Sanders impression? What I'm not doing, I'm not doing him. I'm not doing an impression. <laughs> impression of Bernie. I believe. <laughs> uh, All the developed nations use the word huge, huge, huge. Uh, but that, uh, like, we agree. He, he keeps saying, like, you know, there's no healthcare here. How can we call ourselves great when every other developed nation offers some sort of like government healthcare? And like, yeah. it's it doesn't make any sense. He really it does need to be changed. If fucking Sanders gets elected, I'm gonna be surprised though. Oh, you've little faith. I no, I, I I believe that he's the right candidate and that he's gonna have a lot of my, support uh, behind him. My but bet I believe Marco Rubio has stumbled. Oh yeah, Robo he Rubio. Ro- he roboted up too much. Because I remember I was telling you that like 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 two years ago that he's gonna be there. Whatever. Uh, like I, I told you like two years ago, he's the only one in the Republican Party that is sensible as a candidate. Mm-hmm. They still don't have anyone else. Yeah. So he's still going to be the candidate. He just has to like salvage his reputation. In the next what debate. makes you think they're not going to nominate Trump? It's just, no, it's not going to happen. He's too crazy. He's, he's got less the most crazy. money. He's less crazy than he's acting. Oh, he's the... not really crazy. He's well, just pretending to be crazy on television. Well, maybe Hillary hired him, but that doesn't matter. If he's <laughs> that crazy is a great theory. Crazy. We were talking about that a couple episodes ago. Yeah, everyone ago. thinks that. That's not where know. it's like he's friends with the Clintons, so he showed up and was like, and and he and he said the most racist shit, so that the craziest part of the Republican Party would like prop him up. Yeah, and but and then he could just like sit idly by mm-hmm. while. Clinton swept the it fucking election. It doesn't matter because election. because even if he wins every delegate, they're yeah. gonna have a brokered convention and they're just gonna elect Rubio. Yeah. So I don't think they would do that. Why wouldn't they do that? Of course they would do that. Because you've Senator been, Ted Cruz, you've been generating almost a year of publicity and name recognition for somebody, and then you're just gonna boost boot them out. They didn't. Even, they didn't used to have uh, all of these. Uh, what are they called? Caucuses and shit. Mm-hmm. They used to just select people from inside the party. I, I I view it as like a year long um, advertising. Thing. I think I think Sarah Palin is a the fact that she came out and did that whole like well I'm going to support Donald Trump is proof positive that she is going to be uh, president. Well, no, that she's going to be a part of his campaign and that they're probably going to elect real Veep. 
uh, elect him it's probably gonna as a nominee. The, it's probably going to be the AIDS drug guy who's the vice president. Oh, That'd be amazing. The Shkreli. Shkreli. Martin Trump Shkreli. Trump Shkreli. Trump's never going to be the nominee. It's just not... It's just not... It's not a Republican thing. Not a Republican thing to do. He might be his own nominee. He might do a Ross Perot thing. But he's never... An independent? Imagine Don Trump running as an independent. He, 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 I can't see it. It doesn't... He has enough it, money it to do it. It doesn't actually matter because Republicans cannot be elected president anymore. It's, mm. it's always going to be a Democrat. And it's always going to be a Republican Congress because it's gerrymandered that way. Right. So it doesn't... It doesn't even matter what they do. It doesn't matter if people show up. It's none of that is important <laughs> the anymore. Is the election it's is rigged like a wrestling match. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if, uh, if if Canada passes uh, like election reform, there's just going to be liberal governments forever. Right? Good. It doesn't matter what electoral reform they have, mm. because there's just going to be either liberal coalitions or liberal governments. That's that's the only difference. But it's not good. Trudeau for life. Let's just it's, keep him. It's sort of what's going to happen. Or you know he's gonna be a douchebag and they're gonna have another person. In charge. Mm. But I can't like, see. I can't see him. Dice. Yeah. He's just gonna get better. Remember when was. the Fords were gonna be can Canada's answer to the Kennedys? Yeah, no, that's that's I, what they thought. I, I don't no. remember that. They I might have said that, that too. Doug was gonna be prime minister. Oh God, <laughs> no. Uh, he looks like Kevin O'Leary wants to fucking uh, wants to run like a for prime like minister. a defective prune. Like when you have like a whole bunch of really good prunes and one of them's just like slightly grosser than the other. <laughs> It's a Doug Ford. Imagine, imagine a Kevin O'Leary prime minister. Oh, yeah. Prime he's another one that's he's, full he's, of shit, though. Yeah. He, he was the NDP guy for the longest time, and really? then he yeah. started playing a conservative on television. It's, yeah, it's good for Shark Tank and for Dragon's oh, so. Den. All of these people are sociopaths. They don't care which side they're on. And they're on. funny, and too. He's a, got that Trump fine. game I, where, I like, most people say that he doesn't have the kind of money that he claims to. It's just a branding deal. Yeah, hilariously enough... On the seasons of Dragon's Den, the Canadian Dragon's Den that were like most popular, where it was like him and the wealthy barber mm -hmm. and uh, the lingerie dude, uh, or the lady, the the lady Arlene Dickinson was on that one, and uh, all these guys, the dude who owns Boston Pizza. If you look at the their actual worths, uh, Kevin O'Leary, who's an investment banker, by all means, who should be the richest, is like maybe the second least rich whereas the dude who oh, owns okay. boston pizza in the middle commodity he, uh, boston pizza that dude is fucking mega rich right. uh, uh jim trevling jim trevling is boston pizza is terrible but but it's popular in the suburbs man it's like the when pizza I, pizza bar when i in lived the in new brunswick they only had one pizza place and it was boston pizza yeah they you know what they're doing on so on floor right now they're taking that old Brunswick House? The Brunswick House, and they're turning it into a Boston pizza for U of T. Oh, you know, Bruns Brunswick House is also shit. Well, it was also shit, but it was like a, a community staple. You knew what it was. It was a shitty college bar, and you didn't go there. But now it's going to be an even even shittier chain college bar. That's with a Boston pizza with in a Boston the pizza of it. in the middle of it. Yeah. Who cares? I don't know. It's that. It's, I like gentrification. I think gentrification is great. Yeah, turn uh, everything into Boston pizza. That. Turn everything into Boston pizza. All the people who don't want it, they're just gonna move west, and it's gonna be fine. And they're until gonna turn that, until the west gets turned into yep, Boston. Yep, they're pizza. gonna turn that neighborhood good, and then they're gonna move back into Yorkville, which will that'd be a funny measure of, again because all the people will die. That'd out. be a funny measure of gentrification. You just count the Boston pizzas. Yeah. Well, once you get like a big enchantment <laughs> store, you're done. Yeah. Really. I think. Like, I think honestly, Starbucks is a. Uh, if there's a lot of more than two Starbucks in the radius of a kilometer. Yeah. yeah. It's when Brantford, because like Brantford's downtown, they have not tried to fix it at all. Like Brantford's downtown has been suffering since the late 80s. That's nothing to be, 
it's not good. But but in the in the northern area of it where they were starting to develop, it used to be that there was like you know a pretty reasonable. Uh, amount of local business yeah. and then all of a sudden really quickly stuff started opening up that you would have never thought would be in a, a town of a hundred thousand and then we got like four starbucks in a year and a half and it was like what the fuck and then the whole north part of the town became like uh exactly like a toronto suburb yeah, like it looks like an extension of toronto suburbs where it's just like weird dense that's, housing that's a, and like shitty strip malls that's a good thing though like there's no i don't think that's a very good thing it's an like, excellent thing because it means people are getting richer and they're moving into the area college students and artists yeah. always move into really shitty area like where hob- hob- hobos live like parkdale yeah and they make it better the hobos move out then the college student and the artist move out, and then the rich people come in, they fixed it up, and the, 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 the cycle, cycle continues. <laughs> it's but if a the snake but, eating but its the, own tail. But if the cycle doesn't continue, that means that the economy is depressed and everybody's poor. And the weird thing That's about like, going out into the suburbs in Ontario is all of the strip malls are the same, regardless of where you get dropped off. They have the same store side by side by side. I wonder if there's yeah. like some sort of shipping container that they send when they're setting up a, a strip mall. And it's they got, do. Here's your kit for Subway. Here's your kit for they have, they have, uh, Boston Pizza. They have a staple, like uh, architectural drawings for everything, right? I talked to a dude once that was, uh, he was an architect, mm-hmm. but all he did was Walmarts. <laughs> he was a Walmart architect. And he said that the only thing that he ever works on is the electrical. Because everything else, they had a whole like they have like twenty variations of Walmart oh, cool. that you can organize like Lego, and you uh, and you shove them into the building type that you get. It's usually like a big brick yeah, space, yeah. Yeah. right? So they just buy this the amount of space, and then they 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 they, they shove like to shovel around, assemble it. it. Yeah, they assemble it. And that's another, it. another big sign of the impending apocalypse in Brantford was. We had a, a Walmart that was built into something else and was part of the mall, and then Walmart paid basically to, to buy over the whole thing buy the mall tear the whole thing down and build a fucking gigantic <laughs> walmart that from scratch and it's like huge gigantic Whoa. 24-hour walmart huge. that they built uh huge sanders huge feel the burn oh god oh this you is see making that video me want to go to when he, when he fucking, wrap up yeah yeah uh last last little note bernie sanders running to the aid of the collapsed uh constituent do you see that no uh, he tried to save somebody. He was he was like giving a speech, so like waving his hands around, and then you just hear thump thump, and everyone looks over, and some old guy has passed out, and he goes, "Oh my god!" And he like runs over like Mr. Burns across the stage, and like saves the dude. It's <laughs> he great. Breastfeeds him back to life. It's just like oh, the dude the dude gives up his speech to go like rush to the safety of his uh, his constituents. I'm getting excited. I gotta call this up right now. He may have just won the election. If this yeah. is if this is. Uh... Is this like from no. today? No, it's from maybe like a week ago. Yeah, oh, Bernie that's Sanders that's... rushes to man's aid would probably bring it up. Bernie Sage. Helps, man. <laughs> oh my god. Aww. Aww. So Freak out! He, like, honestly, he's probably going to die during his term if he ever gets elected. He's, what is he, 71? He's 75. 75, wow. That's fine. I it's mean, fine. It he's, would be he's an, just going to run with Elizabeth Warren, and it'll just be like, if I drop dead, she can't run with Elizabeth Warren. They, the they're exactly thing. the same person. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that's that's perfect. That if he dies, then it's he's all about just the Twitter verse now, man. I guess the North South thing doesn't matter anymore. If like you know, saves reporter. Is it a reporter that he? No, I, I don't know. Maybe he didn't save anybody. No, he did. Just just look just look up. Br- no, just Bernie Sanders rushes to aid or rushes to help. 
Like he runs across the stage to do it. It's gotta be there. Brushes. Oh wait, I know it. Uh, Helps man who fell down. Yeah, this is a this is great podcasting. Yeah. We'll, we'll edit this little chunk out until you actually get it on. You know, whenever somebody says we'll edit this out, that always ends in. No, but I am actually making edit notes for myself. I'm just like, oh, take this out. So I know. Sanders helps woman. Oh, no, yeah, that's not this one. This is a different one. Oh, he saved another woman? Yes. Oh, he's, he's saving people left and right. Oh, There's that's the one clips. I think right there. Yeah. Reaction. Oh, he's a reaction. From the microphone. Oh yeah. Okay. This yeah. He, that's presidential right there. Yeah. He's he's, well, he's he willing to de deliver CPR himself. Political instincts. Two things I want in a leader. I want a guy who puts the the priority on his people rather than his political agenda, and two, a guy who's not afraid to strangle his own protesters like John Kerchan. He also <laughs> he also showed his spryness. Yeah. yeah. He fucking hopped along that stage for a 75-year-old man. That was pretty quick. <laughs> oh, and now he's he's going to... Uh, yeah, it's going to a little back pat. I didn't know what to make of that Larry, um, Larry David um, Curb Your Enthusiasm bit. I was very confused watching that. Uh, Bernie Sanders knows that, especially because what of what Obama has done in his second term yeah. and how he's real cool with the idea of... Being the subject of a joke, he knows he's the most important man in America so that people want to talk about him and joke about him. So he's in on the joke. He's willing to go to Funny or Die another, and film uh, stuff with oh, them. Oh, I get like, that. But when is, I was watching the... I can hear that. Oh, you got Oh, Like in my headphones. No. Yeah. When I was watching, uh, when I was watching the, the long format Curb Your Enthusiasm, um, Larry David playing Bernie Sanders bit on Saturday Night Live on yeah. the weekend, the thing that was weird about it was there was nothing connecting it to bernie sanders apart from the fact that larry david looks like bernie sanders like the, the way it was written was just he was just playing larry david it's product yeah. placement it's native advertisement yeah totally I, I don't know if it worked as a joke it would have been funnier it's if they not had... a joke. it's native advertisement you don't understand it's indistinguishable from content but right it's not content he's an advertisement i just mean from yeah, snl's beautiful. point of view it would have been funnier if it was actually larry um bernie larry sanders, sanders in Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah. right. playing the Larry David character. With Larry David playing that character, there's nothing, yeah, none of his behavior was like Bernie Sanders. They think they sound and act the same because Larry David gets the big like, rah, 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 and he starts waving his hands around and stuff like that very gently. But Bernie Sanders is an asshole. You're, you're right. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he isn't an asshole. Oh, is isn't an I'm asshole. Saying. Oh, yes, yes. Sorry. Like, what are they, they spoofing by having Larry David just play himself? It's just, just the, everyone on the internet has been talking about how Bernie Sanders and Larry David are alike. And Larry, Larry David did like a whole Bernie Sanders thing before. I know. And that was brilliant so, because he was actually doing an impression of him. So it's now it's By just it it's just the recognition Jesse. He's not doing an impression anymore. No, it's it's just pure low hanging fruit. It's just about the content now where it's just it's, because it, it, it exists. It, it, it's okay. It's yeah. it, it's okay. Because it exists they it, can just it, pluck it. It, it. It, it, just, it was lazy writing. It just, yeah. It, it, it's, it's fucking Saturday Night Live, man. Life. They're always They're terrible. Lazy writing since fucking we'll 1975. We'll just do a Curb Your Enthusiasm thing, but we'll have Bernie Sanders signs in the background so it ties in. <laughs> Listen, if you watch any other episode of Saturday Night Live, you're going to have the same questions of just like, 
Well, what is this? this why is, is this, this funny? Isn't, why this is... isn't the carefully scripted show that was really thought for the actors? It's no, this Saturday is something Night they Live. were like, Bernie Sanders said he'll come and do this, and we have to have something ready to go. So we have to just get some skits ready in a week for fucking Larry David and Bernie Sanders. I don't know. I How do you imitate Donald Trump? Oh, you just put like an orange piece of felt on your head, and <laughs> then people will know that you're Donald Trump. Don't even worry about capturing any of the nuance or... Making jokes about what he actually believes. Daniel Day-Lewis plays Donald Trump. He, like, lives his life from childhood as a cadet. You know, he was a cadet, right? No, I didn't. Yeah, he was a cadet. He was in the military. Yeah, Trump. Because his dad hated him, so he sent him to the fucking military That's probably how he draft dodged. He was in the National Guard or whatever with George Bush. Yeah, they were. Hanging out. That would be a funny buddy comedy. (laughs) Two of us are gonna go on. Two of us are gonna go on to great things, George. We're gonna build a beautiful he's doing wall. Doing a lot of cocaine. We come from the best families. Oh, and his latest. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just kind of annoying that we're talking about politics, which are American politics. Yeah, but before we get it, on that, let's. In, in his, in I also latest, gotta go to bed. Yeah, me too. In his latest video, he's, he, he has this thing with his daughter, and she's pregnant behind him, and it looks like he impregnated her. It's oh, yeah, oh yeah, we were talking about that yesterday. He like he wants to fuck Ivanka for sure. Well, no, no, but he the, said as much. Yeah, I want. He's like. like I like, fuck my daughter. If she wasn't my daughter, I'd probably be dating her. I'd fucking date her. Well, thanks for coming, Ilya. I thought she's, uh, yeah, I thought she All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. That was idea great. It's too much Star Trek. Too much politics. This well, it's going to get cut down. Too That's much. why Brandon's going to do an edit. It's going to get cut down. You're not cutting. You can kiss it. <laughs> Let me do my own version, Jesse. God damn it. Do whatever you want. Brandon cut. The Brandon cut. All right, good night.